Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's good, baby? It's Damian Barling, one half of D-Lo and KC. And thank you so much for downloading the podcast here. We really appreciate it. And hopefully you're a subscriber of the podcast. That way you get every single episode, every single day, every single interview, every single clip, every single bit of King's News delivered right here to your mobile device. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Apple, Spotify, Google Play. It doesn't matter if you're subscribing through Stitcher or the Odyssey app. You'll get every single episode delivered right here to your mobile device. And if you're using one of the platforms that allow you to rate and review the show, please do, particularly on Apple Podcasts, as I know that's where most of you are listening from. If you could hit the five-star review, if you think we're worth it, it only takes a split second. And if you could leave a review, that would be great as well. The review's cool. Again, it only takes a couple of seconds to do that, but it literally takes just a split second to hit that five-star button, man. We really appreciate you for being here with us. Enjoy the show. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo. We got them screaming D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, D-Lo. Number one spot, we a number one spot for some sports, huh? Got the city going crazy when we work, huh? We top two, but we ain't two, we in first, huh? And when you need the real, we is who you search, huh? D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, KC, D-Lo, we your number one spot. Hey, yo, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Come on, one more game with that man horns. Y'all know what it is. What a night it was at the dental office, yeah. Young Zell. Tell them about it. Wait a minute. They do not know what Sacktown brings. When on the low, that's a Sacktown thing. Talking about us, it's a bounce out thing. Must they forgot we some Sacramento Kings. Whole squad going crazy, yeah, we back with it. Northern Cali going crazy, one sack winning. If you doubted us, then ain't no back spinning. This is real right here, ain't no catfishing. Uh, so tell me what you see now. See now. Coming down the lane off the rebound. Rebound. It's 916 now. Look towards the sky like the beam now. Tell them like the beam. Like the beam now. You can tell them. You can tell them like the beam now. Tell them like the beam now. You can tell them. You can tell them like the beam now. Tell them like the beam. Like the. Y'all know what it is. It's two verse day. We going verse two. We smacked up the Warriors last night. Two verse. That's what happened. Yep. That's what happened. Let's go. Smoke with a team of the year. We shaking things over here. 
here, don't doubt, we believe over here, we don't bleed over here, and let me just speak real clear, only deal with real kings over here, so tell me what you see now, coming down the lane off the rebound, hey. it's 916 now, look toward the sky like the beam now, hey. tell them like the beam, like the, like the beam now, you can tell them, you can tell them like the beam now. Tell him like the beam. Hey, come on, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. Like the beam. Happy Bonte in front of the Golden One Center. Yes, indeed. Let's get it, baby. What's good? Matter of fact, while we got Twitter pulled up, let's let's. Let's go to this. I, there's there is so much I love about this. Uh, shout out to our brother Johnny G. Uh, I, I didn't at, at any point last night think to flip over to uh, the telecast. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's recorded from a phone to a TV. Uh, so listen closely. This is courtesy of the Warriors uh, postgame show last yeah, night yeah. with our brother, Bonte Hill. So just please, the end of it is just chef's kiss. <laughs> Is that you, Bonte? That's my favorite part. Is that you, Bonte? <laughs> I can't say Sacramento. <laughs> I love that dude, man. I can't stand Sacramento. I love that so much. It's my that's my boy, terrific. man. That's my boy, man. Him and Joe, man. Those are my guys. Yeah, terrific. Real, oh, Joe, real. Joe has some things to say today, too, man. He did. Boy, oh, boy. He did. Boy. Boy. <laughs> These brothers was going through it this morning. Uh, but man, what what a whew. man, what a ball game that was last night. Kings win a thriller 134-133. Thriller? Like I said, we beat their ass well, last night. Sure. You can go, yeah, yeah. We I, smacked them boys up. Yeah, so vicious. I, I definitely didn't. I, 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 I definitely we smacked their asses up. I definitely didn't think it was going to end exactly like the preseason game. I absolutely that that thought never once ran through my head. Goodness boy, gracious! Oh boy, hey, hey, call off the dogs. Wave the white flag. It was a blowout. <laughs> That was a blowout. Just like just like Saturday's game versus the Packers. Oh, was that a was a blowout, man. Yeah. We, we beat just, the hell out of them boys. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs> Boy. K, KC watched sports different than the rest of us. Kings didn't let them score the last five seconds of the game. <laughs> Shut them out. Kings went on a 2-0 run to close the game. Let's go. Couldn't should be me. Should have been a 4-0 run. But that's well, a whole different story. Well, it wasn't, though. Mm. Kings missed, you know, Kings missed three free throws the whole night. And I'll be honest, Kevin Herter missing the second one, I didn't even care because when we missed the first one, I was like, "Well, this is gonna sting." Well, no, see, and this, I was, this I was, is, this I was is different. gonna sting. I was different. I okay. said, I said when he got to the line because I didn't even realize Kevin Herter shooting eighty percent from the free throw line. Yeah. that's really good. Eighty-two percent yeah. from the free throw line. I remember the beginning of last year's Kevin Herter where he was like sixty-three percent. Right. So when he got fouled, I was almost like, "Oh man." Like it was almost like Domas going to the line. If it felt that way, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of last year. You know when I thought of that when he shot the technical. That I was, was like, what is he doing? That was Who? surprising. Was it rock paper scissors? Was that I didn't that realize. was on Monday, right? Or no? Was no, he last it was last night? night. Yeah, he did it last night. Yeah, it was last night. I said, what's going on there? But um, but that's just me like not paying attention to what he's doing. Is you're yeah. shooting 82 percent from the line. Yeah. 
So when he got fouled, I, I said, just make one. Just really? make one. Yeah, just make one so you can defend the three and mm. you can't lose the game on a two. And he misses the first one. I was like, still, just make one. And then he misses the second mm. one. I said, oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord, no. I mean, for, uh, you know, we're ha- I'm having fun or whatever, but for much of, you know, the final two minutes or so, I was just like, damn, bro. This I gotta we gotta deal with losing another close game to the mm-hmm. Warriors in Golden State. Like another one. That's not now what I, I was thinking. I gotta come here and talk about this again and uh, I was thinking no. losing another game because they missed free throws at the end. You make both of those the worst that can happen in all likelihood is they tie it. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually I think I I wonder like I mean, the thing I was so happy with that they didn't call timeout. I always agree with that, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm with them a lot, a lot of the time. But I also think those guys can run a play <laughs> that could get somebody open. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they took the ball up the floor and it just allowed, you know, there was clearly a plan, swarm, swarm Steph. Mm-hmm. And I felt, I felt before, I was like, oh, I, I think they might get him. Like, Steph is going to throw something up and it's going to be scary. But they might have him, and then of course Steph loses the ball, and I was, Sacramento I was, exhales. I was, I was, I was stressed. Hey, I'll give I you was one. Stressed. How, I'll give you one. How often do I react to games? Not often. I reacted to that one. <laughs> I got up before the three free throws, started walking around, watched the watched the free throw standing up, misses it. Oh, this is gonna suck. <laughs> and gave the old Jason Garrett. Gave the old Jason Garrett when it when 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 the clapper. When, when Steph when Steph uh, lost the ball, I was like, oh, we got him. And I don't know what De'Aaron was doing. I, thankfully, he didn't hurt himself on <laughs> whatever so that move De'Aaron was. with that Vince Carter dunk that ended up being a jelly. <laughs> oh man! And when he went up and did that, I was like, I know you got bounced, De'Aaron. You got it like that? No, 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 he didn't, no, he he didn't. like that. No, At least not on that play. I don't know that he was truly trying to, but that was like, oh, oh, are you you good? All right. All right. Hey, 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 hey. How about that boy from the University of North Carolina? Hey, come on now. How about that boy from the University of North Carolina? (laughs) No, I tweeted it out a couple times. I said, I can't believe. I cannot believe what I'm watching right now. I was watching with Reese, and and when Harrison hit the hit the three at the end of the third quarter, I said, "Oh my God, he hit that three. And it's not like he can't shoot or he's got a broke shot, shot or nothing like that. But he hit that three. You want to talk about nothing but the bottom of the net? You want to talk about snapping that net? Mm. I mean, that was as pure mm-hmm. as it could be. And I said, "Yo, what? I can't believe what I'm watching." This man, I said, he about to hit 40. 40 on your head. Oh, 40 on your head. <laughs> he about to hit 40 on these boys. He only got 39. But, that's man, what a game. What a game me. from Harrison. Man. man. That's incredible. <laughs> HB. There's so much funny stuff. I, we're going to play the clip. Matt George, uh, when he's not giving tours of the Chase Center uh, to the D'Lo and KC audience, uh, he's a terrific reporter. He asked a great question. Uh, and 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 made sure he got the follow up, and he got a really good response mm. uh, from Harrison Barnes. We're gonna play that clip for you uh, as as the show rolls along here. We'll play actually play that clip for you here uh, in just a couple of minutes. But it was thirty nine uh, that led the way from Harrison Barnes. But le- don't let that distract you from the fact uh, you checked your 
timeline there at the right time of the game, and boy, the Kings universe was like, yo, De'Aaron Fox is back. Mm. Might have been slow there for a couple of days, oh, but man. Foxy Five is back. That boy was looking nasty, coming down, hitting transition threes, off of made baskets going coast to coast, not able to stop. I mean, he looked great last night. That I mean, he had a couple moves. Timely. Like, oh, my gosh. Timely. The, the, timely for sure. Every time it, the, 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 it felt like the Warriors got within one, De'Aaron takes the ball out the net, mm-hmm. runs up the floor, mm-hmm. and gets it right back. Man, he he was sensational last night. One of my favorite moves, it didn't have a whole lot to do with the the end of the game or anything, but in the first half when he, he hit that, uh, he stopped on a dime, reverse fall away on, on Sarge. Like, mm-hmm. it, that mm-hmm. was poetry. Mm-hmm. That was poetry in motion, how he was able to go that quick, stop on a dime, change directions, spin, and just – just calmly. I mean, he was in his bag mm-hmm. last night. He was doing his thing. And look, hey, Grant Hill ain't slick. Grant Hill ain't slick. Mm. He was there trying to recruit De'Aaron. Mm, he ain't it. slick. That was supposed to be Reggie Miller's game. He said, no, nah, let me let me take this one. Let me take this one, Reg. You ain't slick, Grant Hill. Put him on the put him on the team, man. Put him on the team. Put him on the Olympic team. Put him on the all-star team. Uh, put him out there for the world to see. Man, I was sad to see no media voted for De'Aaron Fox. That's ridiculous, to be honest with you. Like, that's kind of, like, not one. Not one media person voted for De'Aaron. So, so, so help me out with how the, 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 the voting and what it was for. The voting was for starter, right? Yeah. So. That has nothing to do with the reserves. Right. Absolutely nothing. But, like, the two people that got, the starting nods, mm-hmm. SGA and Luca. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anybody, and and this is, this is like towards your point about De'Aaron, mm-hmm. and like, kind of trying to bap, being baffled by the media. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you could vote for anybody else to be starters. So what I'm saying is, De'Aaron got zero. Mm-hmm. Everybody else should have got zero outside of those two. Mm-hmm. How somebody can sit there and say, "Nah, I'm voting for Steph to start over those two. And at the same breath, they're like, De'Aaron, like, what yeah, are you looking at? Labeling Steph an all-star starter snub was really bizarre. Because I think people get so, like, comfortable with that terminology mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, he's a snub. Okay, who took his place? Like, you have to make an argument that Steph Curry b- deserves to be there over Shea Gildress-Alexander right. or Luka Doncic, and you can't. Like there's no there's it. no argument. It doesn't mean it doesn't mean Steph's not great. It doesn't mean that Steph's career is invalidated because of this. Right. This is this is a this is a half season acknowledgement. It. And it's those That's two. All it is. Like for, it's not, for this particular season. It's I, those the only other person that maybe could get some votes is, is Ant Man. It's those three. Sure. No sure. Booker, yeah, no, yeah, sure. no 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 James not Harden. For a starter. No. None of that and, and no, it's, not for a starter. you know, um much respect to my guy. You know five is my guy. Five shouldn't get starting votes over over those guys. Mm-hmm. Those three should get all the votes. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like Fox got zero, which I understand, but how he gets zero and like Kyrie has one or yeah, James like, Harden like, has one. What are these one? Yeah. guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've got so much to talk about. Trey Wingo is going to be with us here today, uh, yeah. uh, as well. Coming up in the two o'clock hour, James Ham will be with, back with us at three. Uh, we've got tons of sound to play uh, from last night. You'll hear from Harrison Barnes coming up. You'll hear from De'Aaron Fox and the rivalry that Mm. isn't the Warriors Mm. and Kings.
That's and, all coming up. We're just getting just, started. It's a nice little prelude. This nice little prelude, man. This King's Why are you dance, rubbing nice your hands prelude. together like that? It's very on, loud. Rub hands like Birdman. It's time, baby. It's time. I'm trying to go to Vegas. It's time. Yeah. It's time. It's going to be a long day here on Dealing with Casey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, oh man. I thought about that. Oh man, I can't believe I didn't I didn't tell you guys this the other day. <laughs> and I want there's a there's a bunch of things I want to hear. I want to hear the sound from Harrison. I want to hear the sound from De'Aaron. You had something that you were gonna say right before the show. I want to hear about that. We got sound from other people. We got more of the game to talk about. There's a, there's a lot to get into right here. But there's some I can't believe I forgot to tell you guys this. <laughs> so after the game on Monday, you know, I'm I'm with uh Sarah Hodges. And her crew, shout out Lexi, you know what I'm saying? We just chilling you know, on, the, on the court area, you know, going wow. back and forth in these tunnels no, and stuff very like nice. that. Wow. And, uh, Doesn't do that when you're with me, but no, that's Well, because you're gone. What are you talking about? Well, that's, you're gone. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so so we, we, um, we, we, we had waited for something, and I was uh, with the uh, one security guard and one usher, my man Doug. Shout out Doug. Doug makes mm-hmm. good chocolate chip cookies. He gave me one of them. Very good. Shout out to my man Doug. Doug is a good dude. And and uh, Roro comes by. Shout out Roro, Sac Republic. That's my guy over there. Big ups mm-hmm. to Roro. And you know I'm talking to him or whatever. Shout out. We, we talking. He had his son there having a conversation. He leaves, and then somebody walks by, and Doug goes, "Hey, hey, man, hey, all right, man, have a good day. I'll see you, bro." He just walks by. I'm like, all right. And Doug goes, "You know who that is?" No. See, that's Slamson. <laughs> oh, no. You met, you met the Slamson? I didn't really. He walked by me and said bye to Doug. Oh, but, that's funny. Yeah, so I don't like, if he walked in the studio right now, I wouldn't that's recognize funny. him. But he's not a 60-year-old man like we we thought. Because remember somebody tried to say it's the same Slamson? Yeah. It's not. It's oh. a, it's a, uh, he's younger than that. Some sack steak here. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is terrific. I said, whoa, what? 
And must be nice to be Kenny Caraway, oh, boy. I don't know. Funniest one of me is always going to be, we had Brian Baldinger on once. I'm like, hey, what's up, Baldy? Whatever. going to be on with D-Lo and Casey's like, oh, I know Casey. Awesome. <laughs> I, su- I swear. I swear. I swear. I don't even like, you think, I swear. I don't even talk about a different Casey. Either. I just look, kind of looked at the phone. I was like, oh, okay, cool. It, I yeah. swear he said that. He talk about another Casey. He don't know me, man. <laughs> Everybody knows <laughs> Casey. He don't know me. Not, Sarah just doesn't hang out with anyone. No. She would hang out with you. Stop. Don't do that. If you were there. No, I didn't have to be there at all. I'm Kenny's plus one <laughs> everywhere. True. Bar West, <laughs> 32 Brew Street next Friday. Shout out 32 Brews next Friday. Yes, indeed. Come through. Come yeah. through. Come through. Um, all right, man. Let's uh, let's get back into this game. Where you want to start, man? You a bit charged up. Where you want to start today? Um, man, I, I really. I really don't know where to go. We talked about we talked about Harrison Barnes um, in the game that he had. Can I give a shout-out to really that roster as a whole? In the third quarter, I think maybe at the end of the third quarter, middle of the third quarter, I tweeted it out and it carried on for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I said, the Kings are playing great tonight. Mm-hmm. I thought they played they did. a great game yeah, last they did. night. They played really, From beginning really good. to end. And um, it would have been a shame if they weren't able to – get a victory because that would have been kind of like the Bucks game, kind of mm-hmm. like the Suns game, yep. not getting over the hump. Um, so I'm glad they got the win. I, I thought they played great. I thought the game is in general was a really good game. I thought the Warriors played good. Obviously, it was, it was shot-making. A lot of people will say no defense, but it was akin to that uh, Clippers-Kings game from last year. I thought the shot-making was was on point last I thought both teams were playing hard, and I, I thought it was just a great game. I thought the Kings played great last night. No, I couldn't agree more. It, and it, it and it was one of those games where it was like this is gonna sting if they don't if they're not able to close this out because it felt like and and salute to the Golden State Warriors. I didn't know what to expect from them yesterday. Um, I feel like they're doing their best to kind of just settle back into basketball, right? And 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 I think they did a great job of that last night. And that game was just kind of a microcosm of the goods and the, the the ups. That game was like their their season, like all in all all in a forty eight minute period. And uh, both teams obviously w- desperately want to get something going here into the second half of the season. Uh, so a big second straight win for Sacramento headed into, you know, I think this is just going to be the case. A big game tomorrow. Yes. And I didn't, I didn't catch this. J.A. pointed it out on Twitter, and I, I, I obviously I, I, I see it now. Atlanta plays Dallas tonight in Atlanta. In Atlanta. And so Dallas is flying from Atlanta back to Dallas. Dallas is flying from, from Atlanta back to Dallas tomorrow to play the Kings. Yeah. That's a wild back-to-back. Yeah, yeah. It and really is. That's, that's what the, you know, that's what the, that's what the Kings are facing tomorrow night. And it's 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 always it's always good to be the Warriors. It's always great to 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 you know win a game in the Western Conference. But now you look at that cluster of teams where you start talking about the six and seven and eight and those types of spots. Well, Dallas is in that conversation, mm-hmm. and you've had your struggles with the Pelicans. Mm-hmm. I think you've got one more with them. You can't win the series with the, with 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 the Pelicans. You've got to you've got to find a way to kind of get ahead of the Dallas Mavericks here. Yeah, right now I think they're a game a game and a half ahead of Dallas in the standings, and you got an opportunity to. Um, they've only played them once, right? The one in Dallas, I think that's the only one. I don't think they played them at home yet. So 
you got a chance to get that second win of, of that series and, you know, just keep stacking stacking games in front mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Same thing you kind of did last night with the Warriors. We talked about yesterday, like, even though the Warriors are what they are, you always got to – I feel, and I think you agree, you always got to keep your eye on them. As long as 30 is around, you always got to keep your eye on them. And if you have an opportunity to continue to push them back, you have to take advantage of it. That's what they did last night. Same thing with, with Dallas. I don't look at Dallas as being as scary or formidable as the Warriors, but you've got an opportunity on Saturday to kind of push them back. And, and you know, you're not going to bury them or nothing, right. but just every opportunity you have to push them back, yep. you got to take advantage. And you got an opportunity on, uh, on Saturday night. Yeah, also go Thunder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, go Thunder. Uh, they got the Pelicans today. Thunder up. Yeah, it's fine. Do that too. Whatever you want. Thunder up, Thunder down. OKC, I don't care. Go SGA. I don't care. Whatever y'all want. Uh, it's the Thunder Dagnall, and the Pelicans. Thing. Great coach, Mark Dagnall. Is. Um, but, yeah, I th- you, you, you said it perfectly. This team played really, really, really well last night. DeMontis Sabonis had his 26th straight double-double. But there was something at the end of the game that stood out to me, and it bothered me a little. I don't know if it bothered me. It was Marcus Thompson was like he was sitting right here on my right <laughs> shoulder, just 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 sitting there like I told you, like I told you. And I'm watching Domas, and Domas is touching the ball every time down the floor, every time down the floor. And I never once thought he was a threat to score. Hmm. And it goes back to the conversation. Second best player, Marcus Thompson. Second best scorer, Kyle Madsen. Right? What are we talking about? Because it felt like everything ran through. And obviously, Domas had one field goal attempt, one made field goal attempt in the fourth quarter, and it was a very, very important one. It was the out-of-bounds play uh, that was with him, and I think Herter resulted in the dunks. Perfect. What a uh, shout out to Jay Chirano. That's a hell of a play. Incredible, incredible out-of-timeout play call right there. But I. I started I just started watching this like Domas they I don't Domas isn't going to try to score. He's going to he's going to try to get the offense going. He's going to try to find the right guy. He's going to try to do the the the, the he's he's going to do everything to make the Sacramento King make sure the Sacramento Kings get points on the board. But he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was just last night if it was the way the Warriors were playing him or if it was the fact that Marcus Thompson was sitting on my shoulder for the final 12 minutes of that game, like, oh, man, maybe this is what he was talking about. He's not really a threat to score right now. It's 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 De'Aaron. Last night it was Harrison. We'll talk about this later. Malik was a, yeah, it was a weird bit Malik wild game. night. Like, it was, it was a bit wild for Malik last night. And – Salute to Mike, who kind of I think he kind of recognized that. Like, man, Malik, Malik's a little, a little off kilter today, and but thankfully Harrison was having the night that he had. I thought Kevin Herter had a fantastic night as well, uh, and we'll talk about that here soon. But everything still centered on De'Aaron, and Harrison, you know, wound up helping out through that process in the fourth quarter as he did. Throughout the whole game, I was just I, I I started to like get a little flustered that I didn't think Domas was a threat to score in the fourth quarter. So here's here's my uh, here's why what I told Marcus in response to that 
is right. <laughs> okay? Because Domas is not, oh, they're doubling De'Aaron and they're going to let Domas shoot the ball and, you know, you need him to bring you home down the stretch. It's not what he does. What he does, and for a lack of a better term, because, you know, I get why why there's positions and labels and stuff like that. Um, I get it. I, I'm not trying to sneeze on that or anything. But a lot of the times in this offense, Domas is the point guard. Mm-hmm. So what the point guard is doing is he's creating open looks for everybody else. That's Domas's job. And as the second best player, he can have 18 points. And if he's still creating those looks and those guys are getting wide open looks and knocking them down, they will win. Mm-hmm. That was my whole point, and we've talked about it a number of different times, mm-hmm. about the playoffs. They look mm-hmm. at the playoffs and say the Kings didn't win because Domas didn't have 25 points a game. That's not why they didn't win. They didn't win because the shots that he, were, he was creating that were wide open didn't fall. Mm-hmm. That's – that's what it is. That's the key to his game. I like for him to shoot or whatever the case may be. But here's the other part of it. If I was defending against him, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave these guys and I'd make him a score. And that's what the Warriors didn't do. That's what other teams don't do or whatever. They collapse down on him. They double team him underneath the basket and all this other stuff. And he can kick out. Mm-hmm. And that's their bad. Mm-hmm. If I was defending against him, I'd be like, I'd make him go one-on-one every time, stay home, give him nobody to pass it to, and then force him to shoot the ball if that's what he wants to do. I don't disagree do with any of that. I think the only difference in terms of a like a visual component in how you're watching this is with a tr- traditional point guard, you're watching a, a point guard bring the ball up the floor, right, mm-hmm. and initiate the offense and kind of move around. With Domas, often he's getting the ball in – the high post or low post, and you start to feel like, oh, here we go. He can cook a little bit right here. No, nope, he moves, he moves. Oh, he finds HB. Or he moves, he moves, and oops, he finds Keegan. And it's great last night because the shots fell. Mm-hmm. Like, to, to, exactly to your point, it's great last night that the shots fell. But I, I, I was left wondering, like, could he close out the game if he had to? And last night was a night that he didn't have to. Everybody was hitting. Everybody was paying off. Those looks, those passes, and taking advantage of the Warriors the way that the Warriors were playing it. But if they weren't, like if they had missed like a couple, and say instead of going down, you know, one or whatever, the 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 the, the Kings go down three, mm-hmm. would Domas take control on the other end when he has the ball in the low post or the high post and work to get himself a shot, which he's obviously very capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the answer to that because it didn't happen and it didn't need to happen. And I to answer your question, I don't think that's his game. I don't think he necessarily can. But here's the other thing. I wish Marcus was here. And I wish any of them, the, the morning roast, all them guys would say all that, would talk crazy about Sabonis and all this other stuff. Talking about he's this, that, this, and that, this, and that. I just broke down who he is. You'll say Sabonis is all this, and in the same breath, you'll tell me the Warriors can't win without Draymond Green. Draymond does the well, same okay, stuff. I get what you're doing, but don't relate that to what I said. No. Because that's I'm not talking, what I mean. No, no. I'm talking about them. Because mm. because you haven't said – that the Kings can't win with Domas. No, right? I, all that, I'm no. That's what they. That's <laughs> no. what they, that's what they're yeah, saying. Like, ridiculous. oh, he's not good. Yeah. Empty calories. That he's is this and wild. That. He doesn't do nothing. When you yeah. need him to be your second best player, he can't score. Yeah. Well, you just told me the Warriors can't win without Draymond. 
Empty and he don't score. You don't. Mm-hmm. If they're doubling Steph, you don't go to Draymond and say, "Hey, I need you to put up points." You go to him to make the right decisions mm-hmm. to keep the offense moving. That's what Sabonis does. And he and he dominates the boards, and he'll get you eighteen to twenty. I love that NBA TV in the game back for like the third time. We'll oh, just yeah, watch go ahead it and do again. that. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch go ahead this. And do one. that just in case we miss something the the first two times around. We'll watch this one again. It's three to three right now. Uh, with 11 minutes to play in the first quarter. <laughs> Doc Kaminga was extraordinary. How many and ones did Kaminga have last 20. night? 20. At least. At yeah. least. Mm. That dude finished at the basket and was fa- every time. Every single, every single time. Couldn't Herter move. gave him two. Yeah. Yeah, Kaminga's yeah, frustrating. Oh, man, Kaminga's uh, Kaminga's special. But to, sure. to your original point, what you're talking about, I just I think Domas sometimes the uh it takes the it's the fourth quarter, I'm gonna just do what Fox wants me to do a mm-hmm. little too mm-hmm. like sometimes you you gotta get active yourself. Mm-hmm. Not every or anything like that, but you, you gotta get active yourself. But I mean he look took at eleven he, shot attempts last 11 night. Eleven shot, eight of eleven. Mm-hmm. He he went to Draymond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he went did. to work on Draymond tried to play Draymond. him. And look, some of it I get, right? Draymond, the Warriors, they've got the the whole notion of Sabonis out there. At the three-point line, I'm going to fall back. Let mm-hmm. him shoot. If he hits it, then we'll we'll tip our hat. He was hitting last night. He was hitting. I mean, 8 of 11, it, Looney, that uh, clock has struck midnight on that one. Like, he ain't stopping Sabonis yeah. no more. So, I'm, re- I'm looking forward to uh, the playoffs and the whole narrative about Domas Sabonis going away. Like, I think he's going to play like he is right now. In the playoffs. Well, and people keep saying the playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs. They're talking about the Warriors. It's the only thing they could be talking about. Like, you, he plays Anthony Davis in, in the first round of the playoffs? It's going to work. Like, like have y'all not paid attention? Right. No, and, and well, the fact is they probably haven't. Jesse? Yeah, so is, is this just like a Warriors thing for Domas? No, people so, – so, no, it's – they're, they're – they're framing it as playoffs, like he's going to shrivel in the big moment. No, that's what I, that's what I mean. Though everyone keeps framing it as like a playoffs thing, a yeah. playoffs thing. No, it's just no, it's how just the lazy. Play on. It's yeah. just a, it's yeah. just a lazy take. They're just using a different word for for warriors. Yeah, it, to, to what you're saying, I think it it's the warriors feel like they're the only ones that had that game plan, or were able to make that play that game plan. Right? Like, I don't know. Like the Suns can't do it. Maybe the Clippers can because they got a lot of firepower elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's just only only the Warriors could throw out somebody like Looney to just say, hey, you don't do anything else. Just guard Sabonis and make sure he doesn't get a rebound. I don't think any other team in the West can play that type of way. I think it's just the Warriors. You know what else I noticed too, and this is going to sound like hate. It's not hate. It's an observation. I don't think Draymond going to make it. Make it how? Make it like I think Draymond gonna lose it at least one more time this year. <laughs> Did you see it too? A couple you know times I'm talking Malik about, joint? huh? And the Malik Monk joint, and he was talking crazy to Kessler Edwards. So there was Malik. There's Kessler. There's a Kevin Herter. It's not a Kevin Herter play. I don't even remember what happened, but he winds up like it's a. It's kind of like a dead ball, and he winds up like pushing Kevin Herter in the back, and it's like yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was early. That. It was yeah. like. Yo, what is that? that? Then you got all the stuff with Malik, and they're downplaying it by slapping each other on the ass. And it's like, <laughs> okay. 
And then you got the stuff with Kessler Edwards also. It's like he's barking at officials, mm-hmm. and I'm just watching like he ain't this he ain't gonna make it. There so, was one I don't where he's gonna make I it. I can't remember who it was, but someone's dribbling down the court for the Kings, and it's almost like like he's playing football. He comes really? from behind and just really? fouls him. Yeah, really? how, how yeah. that wasn't a take foul, I don't know. Yeah. Steph, uh, so Steph I was Curry, wondering the same thing. Yeah, Steph Curry goes for a shot, makes the shot, tumbles out of bounds or whatever. The Kings get it inbounds real quick. They got a five on four. Malik has the ball jetting down the court. Draymond clearly makes a take foul. Yeah, no call. I didn't. I didn't. I. 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 I feel like I didn't understand the take foul because the I was only like, thing I could I, think about, and I'm not sure, is can you can it be considered a take foul on the other side of half court? That that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I would. That's say. That's a hundred percent what I thought it was, though. It's, to me, it clearly was. And the other thing that pissed me off was uh, late in the game. De'Aaron Fox got fouled in the act of shooting. And I'm like, oh, okay, Fox going to the line. I think they were down one. Going to the line, go ahead and make your free throws, whatever the case may be. I look up. They're taking it out on the side. Mm. So what the hell is this? Don't nobody talk about it. Nothing, no no uh, breaking down the replay five times like they did when Draymond <laughs> got fouled regularly and they had to go and look at that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was. What the hell is this? Well, that yeah, that was excessive. The replay was excessive. It was like that's a there is there's not even remote intent from Malik right there. Like he pump fake. Right, he was about to die. Like he was about he was about to land on the top of his head. He was trying to make sure that didn't happen. Oh, that's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. Hey, how about Davion? Mm. Mm. Davion Mitchell was terrific Uh, again. He was really good. He was terrific again in his minutes. He was the guy. They got some contributions off the bench last night. Trey Lyle, it wasn't Malik's night mm-hmm. for whatever reason, but Davion, you know, picked up that slack. He was three of five. All of those were three pointers, uh, four assists to go along with that. Uh, Trey Lyles had himself a, a, a nice little outing, man. But salute to Davion. Fifteen minutes last night to follow up the twenty-two he played against Atlanta, yes. hadn't played in a little bit, got back in the rotation, and has made the most of every minute he's played. Hey, man, I. I'm still I'm still a believer, man. I don't know if what this means this, this last two nights and you know and, and how he played last night. I don't I don't know what it means. But I don't I'm know what you. I'm still a believer that Davion Mitchell can help this team. I don't know what the two minutes and forty two seconds for Chris Duarte meant or the six minutes and seven seconds for Kessler Edwards meant. Well, but I'll tell you, bizarre. I'll tell you like I told the insiders, Mike Brown is hilarious. <laughs> No, hey, the Kings are hilarious. Mike Brown and the Kings are hilarious. I'll tell you what. Go ahead, Sway Mike. <laughs> These dudes crack me up. Tell, tell me why you think he's hilarious. Because he played Chris Duarte, <laughs> didn't play him again, and then played Kessler Edwards. That was funny. That's hilarious to me. Uh, like, ain't nobody <laughs> seen Chris Duarte in two weeks, and then he plays him for two minutes in the first half of a tight Warriors game. I'm not faulting Chris. It goes south. Yeah. A lead disappears. Chris Duarte doesn't see the floor again. Second half rolls around. Let's try Kessler. Kessler ain't seen the floor in God knows how long. He gets out there. He winds up playing a decent chunk at the end of the yeah. third. It's a nice pass at the end of that third quarter. Nice very, little, uh, skip or not skip pass, but rotation pass to Harrison Barnes. And then he plays into the fourth, and I didn't realize it totaled six minutes. I thought it totaled like four. I thought it was two and a half. No, nah, that well, <laughs> well, that's what it was going to be. But he he played in the start of the yeah. fourth quarter, and he was just out there longer than I realized. Yeah. Um, but to me, that's hilarious. No, nah, I I completely understand that. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny 
you know, we talking about uh, about a week and a half, two week of who's talking, who's not talking. The vibes are off. They're losing games. They didn't lost four in a row. Nobody wants to talk. Kings win a game. Oh, Mike Brown, let me sit in on the on the media session. Oh, that's oh, everything's great. The vibes are back. Oh, what? What? A media. Nobody was just talking two days ago. Now we're cracking jokes at the press conference. I love the NBA. A media session <laughs> with Domas, De'Aaron, and HB got the ESPN interview. The wise were in there. It's just a jolly time. It was. <laughs> That hey. made me laugh. Are vibes back? Vibes are back. Vibes are back. <laughs> Let's go. It's all water under the bridge. Harrison's shooting 30 times a game. Hey. Everything's just fixed. Got to say, I did not know that's what the press conference little area looked like, too. Yeah, well, I think that's the road one. Yeah. They make it for the road. Oh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. yeah. The, the, you uh, should see the one at the Golden One Center. It's smaller than your studio. The road? Uh, the road, area? Yeah. It's smaller it than your small. studio. It's really, really. That's very DIY then, and the, on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The road is very. That was kind of scary. Very struggle. It's a, it's a struggle. It's a, my favorite part is I was watching. So the Kings press conference videos can sometimes be a little like shaky. Like the audio comes in and out at like different volumes. So I I I, I lean on our buddy Sean Cunningham. Yeah. And my favorite part was for Domas. When Mike goes to get his jokes off, <laughs> our man Antonio Harvey stands up, and he's standing directly in front of Sean's camera. Where all you see Tone. is our man Tone recording Mike Brown and asking the question, and then Domas's response. It was freaking terrific. <laughs> I loved it so much. Hey, man. I And I'm not even being a jerk. I'm really just, I laughed when, you know, because to a certain degree, it made me think that all this stuff that we spend hours about talking yeah. about is just ridiculous. They've loved each other the entire time. They're joking around the entire time. And now, <laughs> and now they just having a good old time. Just, we, sp- we didn't spend, what, uh, maybe 20 hours the last week talking about <laughs> Who's talking? Are the vibes oh, out? Oh, What's going on in the oh, locker room? There were, just joking, there were just tweets. A good there were time. tweets about leave De'Aaron and his family alone. Rase, we love you. What the hell are y'all talking about? <laughs> Everything was fine yesterday after beating the Warriors. <laughs> just, 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 just smiling. Just, just, just good old jokes. Do you know where your wife is? I th- hey, shout, out, <laughs> shout out Matt George. Uh, uh, Mike walks in the room. Hey, Domas, what do you think of Mike Brown as a coach? <laughs> oh, that was good stuff. That was I good loved stuff. it. My boys are back. Boy, they're, they're back. back. Let's go. Back. Speaking of Matt George, you got to hear the question he asked Harrison Barnes and Harrison Barnes' answer. Mm. We'll have that for you uh, when dealing with Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN <laughs> 1320. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> I, I read one of the big Royal Rumble plans might be off. Well, I so I didn't do the deep dive before. I just saw the surface stuff. Yep. Wow. Yep. Brock. Yeah. yeah he might I, not, I mean, how is he? How is he ever? How are you ever putting him on TV again, bro? Are you serious? Vince McMahon was accused of sexual assault, and his daughter went out there and said, "Give it up for my dad." That's Come on, true. man. This is and they cheered. They popped. But is Vince different than Brock? I feel like Brock is. I don't know. If anything but saves Brock, that Vince is getting all this heat right now. Like, yeah. Brock's still getting Brock it. Brock was wild. Yeah. That was. They both should not come around. Yeah, no, they, they both need to be gone. I just don't think they both will be. Mm. Um. Oh, you know what? Let me get this clip. I just I I need the, I need if there's anybody at NBC, you know, Bay Area, because the Bay Area loves us more than the local one does. Well, is that what you want to talk? About? <laughs> oh, I'll say it. I'll say it, y'all. Hey, hey. If I tweet something about Butch and and Bonte, know it's stuff. But just just know if you rock with D'Lo and KC, you rock with Butch and Bonte. Because you ain't ever heard D'Lo and KC or ESPN thirteen twenty on a Kings broadcast before. Mm. I've heard it a couple of times for Bonte on Straight a Warriors up. broadcast. Straight up. I ain't never heard it from, from anyone who covers the Kings. That, that's, Y'all can that's, draw that's your own conclusions from that. But if you rock with us, you rock with Butch and Bonte. That's, they rock that, with us that's, tough. that's a fact. Like, we, we tweet all the time during the games. They they put a tweet up. Mm. All people don't even put a tweet up. And, it, and at this point, I don't even want it. I don't need it. I'm just saying I see it. Right. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm just saying I see it. I, I don't need it. You can keep doing what you're doing. I just see it. We see everything. Mm-hmm. Everything, everything, everything. But, mm-hmm. hey, y'all do you. Oh, you know what I was going to tell you before the show is I'm pulling up Matt's video. Yeah, I said I was embarrassed about. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I, and I'll, I'll explain this for the radio audience. The meme with the screaming lady and the cat. <laughs> That you posted, I don't know what that's from. I don't know. I think it's one of the Real Housewives or something. Is that, like that. what it is? Maybe was there or... really a cat sitting at a table? Is this no the idea. real context of this? I think it's fo- the cat is photoshopped. Yeah, I have no. Cat I should be photoshopped. It might be Vanderpump Rules. I, I don't know, but it is hilarious every time. I, I, never... I couldn't even do it the right way. They usually have the cat like saying, "I could," but it it's. It makes me laugh every time. I thought, and it makes me laugh too. And it's like, you know what? I just need to come clean and admit I have no idea what this means. Like, absolutely none. Just no clue whatsoever. <laughs> It'll be like the little caption over the lady. will be like, "I hate you guys. I hope you guys lose forever." And then the cat will say, "Bang bang Niner game." <laughs> Jill says it's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Where does the cat come into play? <laughs> I think that's that a separate, it's its own thing, too. The cat is its own thing. How did that happen? That is hilarious. She was fighting with another woman, but the cat was perfect. All right. Okay. I'm going to figure out where the cat's from. Right. So, so the cat was just Photoshopped in for funnies. Yeah. All right. 
Oh, All right, that's man. good stuff. Thanks, Jilly. So that was supposed to be Bud stuff. Shoulder, shoulder. I hate him. Oh. I hate the way he plays. Light the beam. <laughs> so that I, I, I can play that sound too. It's just it's again it's it's sound that's recorded off of TV. Like I don't I don't have the clip from oh, their man. show. Hey. Oh man, no, I gotta tell y'all. Stan watching Sabonis play basketball. He comes to shoulder, shoulder, shoulder into his opponent over and over and over again. The guy is allowed more contact than Shaquille O'Neal, for Christ's sake. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? He's a hack on offense, he's a hack on defense. Oh, he had 13 assists. Yeah, because he touches the ball in every possession. Pause it. Pause it. Yeah, I got paused it. Actually, shut the whole thing off. Light the beam. Yo, Bush was having a morning. My brother was not pleased. Oh, man. Stan watching Sabonis play. I hit the wrong button. I got to do all this over again. Why are you bringing that back up? Um, the cash is the regular cat from Ottawa. Just It's a regular cat from what? Ottawa, Canada. How do you get involved in this? I don't know. That's okay. crazy. All right. It's funny. It is hilarious. It's funny. The cat's always funny. Shoulder, shoulder, <laughs> shoulder. Like the baby. Basketball. He comes to him, shoulder, shoulder, shoulder into his opponent over and over and over again. The guy is allowed more contact than Shaquille O'Neal, for oh, Christ's sake. What lot. are we doing? Like, what are we doing? He's a hack on offense. Oh. He's a hack on defense. Jeez. Oh, he had 13 assists. Yeah, because he touches the ball in every possession. Oh, now that's a crime. The hollow man is one of the most boring, frustrating players to watch in the league. Oh. He trips and falls all over himself. Does he it? initiates contact on every single play he's yep. elbowing smacking hitting wait, wait, people. Bonte texting I us right now stand watching Sabonis oh play basketball and you couple that with Harrison the ghost man Barnes oh, having the game man. of his life with a block on Jonathan Kaminga good play this great play oh, oh take, oh, take a breather buddy whoa man butch Light the beam starts <laughs> career high 39 points last night at Chase Center 39 points he hit three threes right away in the first quarter. I said, you got to be kidding me. Harrison oh, Barnes, let's see game. For him. Well, Harrison Barnes <laughs> hit seven threes last night. That didn't feel seven genuine, but threes for the Sacramento <laughs> Kings. Again, when you don't play defense, and look, I, I'm with you. Other team play defense. I, I'm with you, Sabonis. Listen, man, Sabonis. He's, he's empty calories. He, he's empty calories. You know, he's he's, he's empty calories, and, and they'll learn in the playoffs once you get to the playoffs. Oh, they're not a real playoffs. You guys know that. Oh, not they're, this year. They're not a contender. Oh, oh, no, Nobody man, thought they were a contender. Not, I know no, I didn't. They I are who they are. They're a first round team that get bounced, but good for them. Good for them. But <laughs> you guys won't get calories. We know all about that. I'm looking at the Golden State Warriors. Okay, now Warriors. Warriors. We're talking about the playoffs. You're not going to be there. Oh, boy, that was tough. What? <laughs> Talk about who getting bounced, who going to make it, who's a contender. You ain't going to be there. <laughs> Bush, was, Bush was fired up. <laughs> that oh, empty man. calories line. Oh, well, Alfonso says empty calorie shirt incoming. <laughs> That's a good call. That's a good call. Put it on a shirt. How can we make an empty calorie shirt? I like that. I like oh, that. Um, let's go, uh, as we mentioned, Matt George, uh, between his time as a tour guide around the Chase Center, uh, is a pretty damn good reporter. So I believe, if I remember this clip 
pr- properly, Harrison right now is responding to a question from another reporter. You're here, Matt, come in uh, with a follow-up to HB from a question he asked earlier. Harrison's response here I think is really interesting. I'd like for you to hear it if you haven't. You know, I know the past couple games I've been getting a lot of shots. Uh, some games before that, not so much. So I think the, the biggest thing is just keeping up aggressive mentality when those opportunities come and just, like I said, try to, try to make the most of them. HB, kind of building off of that, what you were just talking about a little bit with the offense, the ball finding uh, guys. Mike has talked before about how he doesn't necessarily draw plays up for you, that, that other guys are maybe focused in that sense and he just lets the offense run freely. I'm curious, just with your role and fitting with those starters, are you trying to emphasize just waiting for your spot and picking your moments? Are you trying to be aggressive and get involved or is it different game by game? Honestly, it's just playing basketball. I mean, there's there's certain occasions where a coach might draw a player or things like that. But you know, if you're if you're open, you shoot. If you get a post up or a mismatch and the ball gets to you, you know, you try to make something happen. If they draw to you, kick it. If they don't, try to score. So um, I think for me and how I approach it is just maximizing it that way. Now, there's plenty of time you can run up and down for five minutes and don't see it at all, or you can run up and down for five minutes and get eight shots. So I think, however, it's it's split up. Um, throughout the course of a season, you know, you just always, like I said, just stay locked in, stay ready, um, and just be prepared to to, to shoot. A, a quick follow-up with what you just said, Harrison. On those days where the ball just doesn't find you, or those games where you just don't get the ball sometimes, when, when, is that are those games tough to, to deal with as someone who you want to be a focal point or engaged and involved in a high-tempo offense like this? Are those nights kind of hard, or is it just the way it is? I mean, I think in general for that for the average fan, you know, you look at a game and you say, oh, this person this person scored, right? This person did a lot of things. And there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it from the other four guys, right? So in the games where you don't get those those shots, you know, maybe you set the screen, maybe you were, you know, running to the corner that threw somebody else up, maybe doing all those type of things, right? So in a game like tonight where, you know, the average person say, oh, you scored a lot of points tonight. Well, that's because Keegan screamed. That's because Kevin ran through. That's because... You know, Domas made the extra pass. Like we're all working in concert, so I think not being attached as much to the credit of how it boils down every single night, but just doing your job and knowing that you know the way you have a high-powered offense is all five guys are gonna have to make a sacrifice at some point in time, and um, some nights you'll be able to score baskets, but other nights you know may set a lot of screens, may do a lot of cuts, and um, may make a lot of passes that may not show up in the stat sheet. Matt George, uh, ABC 10 right there with that clip. What do you think about that? I want to point one, one thing out before, before you answer. Um, 39 points, of course. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. Four rebounds and two steals for HB last night. Mm. Just throwing those numbers out because we've talked about rebounding a lot yeah. on this show. Four rebounds, two steals for Harrison last night. Yeah, uh, so – and the, a block shot. The first thing that comes to that mind. That Butcher Boy was really upset about. Not happy. <laughs> then he said, good for him. Didn't mean that. He did not mean that. That was a very <laughs> disingenuous good for him from Joe Gaskey. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, like, uh, so the first thing that comes to my mind is he's right about everything that he says. Um, what happens over the course of a game or different mm-hmm. game plans um, to help others score sometimes these are the nuances and the intricacies of the game that, you know, we try to teach every day to kids and install that in them growing up so they know this is how you play. It's not just about the points that you get and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other ways to be effective and there's other ways to help your teammates 
out there on the floor. We always say all the time, whether it's a pass, whether it's a screen, spacing, whatever, you need to be just as excited about your teammates scoring as you are your scoring and interested in that and thirsty for that the same way. So I start off by saying he's right about all that. The frustrating thing about what he was talking about and and not just Matt's question, but what a lot of people talk about with this is it's not just about his shooting. It's not just about his shooting. This is what I would say. If you're not getting the ball, that doesn't eliminate you from being a good defender. That doesn't eliminate you from saying, like, to me, your floor spacing and setting the screen shouldn't dissuade you from going to get rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, and in the same vein, just because you are getting shots doesn't, and I'm not saying any of this is happening with HP. I'm just using it as an example. Mm-hmm. Like, just because you are getting shot doesn't mean, okay, now I'm motivated to rebound. Like, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. You should say, all right, the ball's not really coming my way. I've gone up and down the floor four or five times now, haven't gotten it. Nothing's really going my way. How can I be more effective out here on the court? Let me get on these boards. Let me try and get in these passing lanes. Let me lock up a little better. And we've been consistent with what we're looking for from Harrison Barnes. It's great that he scored these last two games. Nobody's expecting him to score 30-plus points a night. Nobody's asking for him to score 17-plus points a night, like expecting that. We continue to say, you just can't give me nothing. Mm-hmm. That's it. So if the ball's not coming your way and everybody else is getting the shots, recognize that and say, man, all right, I'm about to be a madman on the board. Kevin Herter had a double-double last night. Mm-hmm. Yep, Ten rebounds on the yep. night. There's no reason. It feels like he's consistently, maybe not to that mm-hmm. volume, but he has consistently been very active there, all over the basketball floor. There's no reason for me, and this comes with the frustrations that I have had with Harrison, there's no reason why he can't be that type of player. I'm not even talking about 30 a night. I'm talking about, you know, a better rebounder, more active on the floor. And his his scoring, the way he's scoring, the way he's moving out there on the floor, Harrison has has never been, he's not right now, he's not no kind of scrub. You got to be more assertive and make sure your fingerprints are all over the game, however that may be. Once again, I've I've graded this thing on a curve. I'm not asking you to be do-all. I'm asking you to do something. If you're scoring that night, boom, you gave me that. I'll even overlook one rebound, but you gave me 17. Cool. You gave me four points. All right, your defense was good. Cool, 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 good. You're not going to hear no complaint out of me. You gave me two points, but you had eight rebounds. Cool. Let's go. Good work. Got to do something. And that's that's where the pushback would be a little bit. It's not just about if they're running plays for you or if the ball's being swung to you or nothing like that. And your aggression just can't be on shot taking. I need aggression in other avenues on the court if the shots aren't there. He said a couple of other things that got my attention. And he, he, he obviously used points as an example because that's – what virtually everyone looks at first, right? 
But he also says you look at a stat line and you see stuff like you see, oh, you did a bunch of stuff. But then he goes on to reference, you know, I was able to get 39 or I was able to get 24 shots because Keegan was setting screens for me Mm -hmm. because Domas made the extra pass and we're all working. And the way part of part of the way I took that was is a lot of times like there's there's no stat says Keegan Murray set four screens for uh four of Harrison Barnes's makes, mm-hmm. right? There's no stat that says DeMontis Sabonis uh, made a pass to Kevin Herter, who Kevin Herter swung it over to, 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 to Harrison Barnes in the corner. There's no extra pass stat. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how many times a night that guy's Harrison setting the screen mm-hmm. or making the extra pass or doing something, as this is what I think Harrison was Including to overall something, whatever you want to categorize it at, that doesn't appear on a stat sheet. I'm sure he, I'm I'm more than sure he does that um, often, right? Like for sure, not not disputing that. Um, to your point, though, because I'm not trying to I'm not trying to take away from what you said. Keegan last night had 14 points and six rebounds. Mm-hmm. Even if he was less involved, he still did those other things. Right. Uh, uh, Kevin Herter, who had been, you know white hot you know for, for the last you know week or so he took 10 shots last night uh, he wound up having 12 points but a double to double 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 to go along with it I don't know a Kings fan that wouldn't take that mm-hmm. you're getting a double double from Kevin Herter oh that means things probably went well for you that night right and I think that's where we get really frustrated with this team sometimes is you'll see like a domino effect of well, the shot was falling for them at a like incredible clip, a 45% three-point clip, because it feels like that's all we talk about anymore. We don't talk about field goals anymore. We talk about three-pointers. Mm-hmm. They had 22 threes yesterday. Ball was, ball was swinging, 33 assists, right? Rebounding, like everything, and, and to use the word that Harrison used a minute ago, was working in concert together. But when the shot's not falling, it feels like the rebounds fall off mm-hmm. and the defense falls off. And then, obviously, if the shot's not falling, then the assists are gone. And then it just, everything is a domino effect to where it looks like, yo, what did y'all even do tonight? Like, where was that, where was that drive? And I just wonder how much of motivation, how much drive to do all those other things is easier when you start, when you see threes drop, especially as quickly as they did in that game. They had a ton of points in the first quarter. What was it? They have 40 points in the first quarter. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you straight up. It's it's, it's not uh, – I guess easier is the word. It's definitely easier when you're making shots. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it is. But this is what you try to remember as a basketball player, and you, know, you try to coach these people into it. You have to be consistent with your effort and what you do in other phases, even if the shots are not falling. Because they're not, they're clearly not always going to fall. That's they they shouldn't be related. Mm-hmm. Your shot falling and your effort in the other areas shouldn't be related. Gotcha. It should be two separate entities, and it's human nature. Sometimes that's not going to happen. Like we're not saying perfect. It's a perfect world, and that's what's going to happen every time. But you strive to make sure those two things aren't related. They're mm-hmm. two separate entities, and that's that's usually what I call for for not only Harrison but everybody on this team. But last uh, night the shots were falling, so it had everybody feeling good. Yeah. Let's get uh, Jeremy in here, 916-909-1320. What's up, Jeremy? 
What's going on, fellas? Hey, I haven't been able to watch the game last night. I just saw the box score. I'm going to get to it in a couple hours. But, man, is, uh, are they running plays for HB, or is he just tired of, 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 uh, of hearing about it? or what? Uh, what uh, I didn't really get a chance to see what happened, man. I just saw he had a great night. I saw Fox had a great night and a big win. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. No, Jeremy, we'll catch you up, man. It's easy. Um, I'm not sure what the game plan was at the start, uh, but I know Mike Brown said in the post game. Now, this, you know, there, there could be a little bit of an embellishment on Mike Brown's part, but he said he ran more plays for Harrison Barnes tonight, mm-hmm. last night, than he had the entire season combined. And again, that could be, you know, Mike embellishing a little bit, but I think the idea of that thought is they made an effort to get Harrison Barnes the ball. Now, I don't know if that's after three shots fell in the first half and things, or first quarter, excuse me, and things were running the same way that they did versus Atlanta, where everyone is insistent. That was just the game. Mm -hmm. It was nothing different. It was just the flow. They were there. He took them, and he just wound up taking all of them. He took 20 field goal attempts, wound up taking 24 last night, but Mike says last night they called plays for him. Yeah, yeah, man, and and I I look I watched a lot of that game, feeling like they were just it was just in the flow of everything. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't think they were running plays towards the end. Clearly, they were isolating him, you know, on yeah. one side of the floor against uh, Clay Thompson. So they were they were giving him looks, and I'm sure that happened a couple of times in the first half too. But last night and on Monday, it just felt like he was being aggressive in the flow of the offense. And taking the shot and shooting it with confidence. So that that's what I saw the majority of the time. But only they would know the end game for all of their action. You know what I mean? Maybe it looks like regular offensive action, but at the end of the fourth pass, Harrison should be open for a three point shot, and that's that's what they're looking for. So that's something Mike would would have to explain. Why haven't they been able to find a happy medium this year? You think? It feels so extreme, or hot and cold. Mm-hmm. Like if it's if it's we're going, if we're going off Mike Brown, what he's saying or whatever, then drawing plays. Okay, you don't have to draw every play for him, but like, like you can obviously you can obviously get him buckets. Why are we not drawing stuff up to where he's scoring thirteen to fifteen a game? If it's vice versa, and if it's just in the flow in the game, why is Harrison not getting more involved in giving you the thirteen and fifteen? Like why is it just like there's no in between? I have no idea. That's 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 one of the things that you know frustrates me about the Harrison Barnes experience this year. Once again, you guys have seen it. We all knew it. It's not a revelation. But we've seen it in the last two games. This guy's still talented. Mm -hmm. This guy still can can go out there and be effective on the court. There's no way you should have – he should ever have a stat line where he's out there for 26 minutes and he gives you no rebounds, no assists, one field goal attempt, no points, one point. Like that, that, that's unacceptable for a guy like him. No disrespect to this man. If Kessler Edwards did that, yeah, I could see that because he's you know a little bit of a scrapper. He's not as talented as Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, there's no way that should happen. So to your point, Jesse, and I don't have the answer, how does that happen? How do you play the way you did these last two nights? And then a week before that, you had one field goal attempt yeah. and no rebounds and nothing else across the board. How yeah. does that happen? I feel like we leave these games when he has these big games. It's like, see, look, it told you Harrison Barnes can do it. We just got to do this or this just needs to happen. All right. Well, why is there no compromise? Why is it just why is it not happening in the other games too? Not saying you got to go for thirty every game, but just do the other do the other the happy things. medium that yeah. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. It'd be one of the many questions I would ask Mike Brown, including why did you play Chris Duarte for two minutes and forty six seconds.
Uh, Jill Adge Z uh, texts <laughs> us and says Kings are 10 and 1 when Harrison Barnes takes at least 10 shots. They're 4 and 9 when he takes less than 7. Mm. Shoot the ball. Is he one of those guys who he'll 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 get a couple up and if he doesn't like the feel of it or they don't drop, he's going to look for something else? Uh like, will he shoot, like, if he, if we're in the first quarter on tomorrow and he's 0 for 4, mm-hmm. will he shoot through that? It doesn't feel like it. it. doesn't feel like it. If he's in the first quarter and he goes 0 for 4, mm-hmm. it feels like he'll finish 1 for 6. Mm. Yeah. As opposed to. 0 for 10, 0 yeah. for 11, 0 for 12. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's not the guy you're going to keep shooting, like, just keep shooting, shoot, shoot, yeah. shoot your way through it. Uh, I mean that because that's what I mean. De'Aaron's had disastrous games mm-hmm. where it's like, all right, it's fourth quarter. I still want, still want De'Aaron with the ball. Mm-hmm. There might be games where Malik is cooking, and it's I want Malik in charge of what happens with the ball. But yeah, De'Aaron's there. Do it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that, there's a question we could talk about on the other side about Harrison and what we've seen from him yeah. and what we've seen from a couple other guys. Yeah, indeed. Uh, All star starters were announced last night, but. I'm sure I think we oh, look, and it. one for Kaminga. Hey, well, that's one of nine. <laughs> I wish the Kings had had an opportunity to go like night-night or something. Like <laughs> Steph, I love Steph. He celebrates more than any basketball player <laughs> on like a, like a play, like just a play in game. He cel- I wish they could have done so- – like if they had – I wish De'Aaron, instead of like twirling in the air at the basket, he just would have picked up the ball, dribbled it out, hit the night-night and – Slapped his boss on the ass and kept it moving. Nah, he's not going to do that. It's not a rivalry. Well, it's not. That's what he said. We'll play that clip for you as well. Trey Wingo coming up at the top of the hour. It's Steelo and KC brought to you by Sky River Casino here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. 916-909-1320. <laughs> Our man Trey Wingo going to join us coming up at the top Trey. of the hour live from Maui. We haven't Maui. talked to him since draft day, right? Draft day, yeah. The Aaron Rodgers 49er saga so that much. Trey was right in the middle of. <laughs> oh, man. Um, let's hit Jesse, I forgot. Let's get Phil. Phil, what's going on, my man? Hey, what's going on, man? How you what doing, up, bro? Phil? Doing all right, doing all right. Hey, man, I love 95-7 the game, but they'd be some hypocrites talking about supporters using elbows. Didn't Curry push off on the last play? Curry pushes so, off every that. time. Yeah, every time he pushes off, and they don't say nothing, and the illegal screens. Oh, the illegal screens. Oh, the illegal. Oh, oh the illegal I'm screens. I'm so happy we don't have crazy. to see those. Those are crazy. We don't have to see crazy. those for like another 10 months. Like, we're not, again, we're not playing them in the playoffs. Those are crazy. They're They're, they're finished. I have the illegal screens you, are ridiculous. Yeah, Steph, ridiculous. Steph full on. I, is it because he's small that he doesn't get caught? Like he just full on like pushes. Yeah, he people. just pushes. Got the ball in the left hand. Pushes. Extends the arm every time. Never, never. No, I'm talking about call. the screen. Like, he, have you seen him oh, set he, a screen? Well, oh, well, there's that. Like, he has the the whole. He, he sets like the arm moves with the elbows forward. Up here. Yeah, and moves forward. His illegal screens. The illegal screens for him. Um, one at a times. Uh, late in the game, he just shoves Keegan Murray to get se- uh, well, separation. Yeah, just full out shoves him. Is that illegal? Not when you play them. It's uh, the way the the Warriors are officiated is crazy. It, it's 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 kind of crazy. I'm glad we don't have to see them no more. Me, like I'm I'm done with seeing the Warriors. 
Meanwhile, Kaminga just uh, hacked De'Aaron at the end of the half. No, it's good. It's good. Keep keep playing. Play on. Let's get Ramsey in here. I swear to God, if Ramsey says something, Ramsey. wait, wait, no, no, no. I, we got a guess. We got a guess. He's going to talk about South Carolina LSU. He can't. Not in the middle of it. Even Ramsey wouldn't. Show do me that. a little respect. I would not put that through either. Like when we're well, talking, he probably Kings. lied to you. He was like, no, no, Kings. Oh, gotta give it up for 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 <laughs> for Don Staley. Don Staley. Yeah, no, we don't. Do they What's, play again? I don't. Because I'm. Uh, they do. I, mean, I don't know. Ramsey would know. <laughs> do, do, do they play again, Ramsey? The South Carolina and LSU play again, or was that it? I haven't double checked the schedule. Wow! Well, they wow! Yeah, it's wow! Ramsey. Game up, Ramsey. Wow! Ramsey. Plus, they got the SEC tournament, so they might meet. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. What's up, man? Not much. I saw everybody last night. I saw Bonte about five forty-five. Told him he was gonna be sad. Bonte face. <laughs> he, he tried to go back and forth. And he said, "Ain't no, ain't no beam gonna be lit." Well, he was wrong. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I love you for that. Saw Matt, saw Matt George, and he literally almost hit his head where he was sitting at last. Oh, jeez. Oh, where they put him at. It was terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> it was terrible. And, yeah, I, try, I tried to get Bonte's attention. I mean, I know he was on there when I walked by, but I tried to get him to look over and be like, you really, ha- you really about to have Sad Bonte Fest because they, <laughs> they took a one point L in the third straight game that the Kings and Warriors have played that have been decided by one point. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. That is that's crazy. That's why I appreciate you, Ramsey. I know for um, for a lot, I don't know about everybody, but for basketball lovers, they um, it's been fun. They play fun games like all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I continue to say, I will not miss the Warriors for the next 10 months. I can't believe Ramsey drives to the Chase Center to watch those games three times a year, two times a year. I'd do it if it Would worked you? out, yeah. Go down there to chase it. had a good amount of Kings fans. I saw some. I saw oh, yeah. I just video. wouldn't want to do oh, that. Oh, did you see who was at the Chase Center? I think you, you I think we, 40? you were here when you talked about it. I don't know. Yeah, people in this in this building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rich and Rich and our man Karosh are out there in their Karosh, stupid-ass Warriors I didn't jerseys. see Karosh coming. I knew Rich was. Yeah. Where did, where'd that come from, Well, Karosh, Karosh is a Bay Area guy. Yeah, he was a tech guy. Grosh was at Twitter. He got here to be with us. Infiltrating the Sacramento office. Yeah, but they're being fended off. They left sad. <laughs> it was a long-ass drive home for our brothers. No, it's fine. It's fine. No, nobody asked me about Jair Brown today. Yeah. I don't even think he's here today. I noticed it. The whole sales team here except them two. <laughs> My man Grosh. Yeah, Grosh's little well, space is empty. He normally sit way in front of me. <laughs> yeah, them, them Warriors fans left sad. Ain't seen Stacy all week. She ain't show up today. She ain't tweet Steph Curry's little layup or little alley-oop to Kaminga. She ain't throw that on her stories last night. Well, did, that, that was sick, by the way. That was nasty. Oh, my gosh. That was and nasty. That, the change of direction to get Keegan going. Oh, my God. That was yeah, Steph awesome. cold. Oh, my gosh. Steph that was nasty. Cold. But I think um, I think Clay is, is Stacy's guy. I think she's a big Clay fan. Oh, okay. So she, there was definitely not a lot of celebrating last night. Celebrate him getting a technical. No, he did get a technical. He would not shut up. Oh. She loves all of them. It's sad. It's frustrating. Uh, not a rivalry, though. Well, no, again, go back to our man, Matt George. Uh, here is uh, De'Aaron Fox. I think the con- I'm, I'm, I'm going to let this play. Then I'll give my thoughts on it. De'Aaron Fox talking about the rivalry that isn't. Sacramento and Golden State. 
I know the Warriors asked you. Were That's so- loud. Uh, okay, I didn't know how to control that in here. Let's try that again. I know the Warriors asked you were saying how they don't, they still don't really consider this a rivalry. Do you feel like these games is becoming more of a Northern California rivalry between you and the and the Warriors? Uh, have you asked anybody from our team before? Have you read anything about anybody from our team calling it a rivalry? I think you guys have. Who? Well, like I said, I've never called it a rivalry, so. Why would this be a rivalry? They haven't played that far from each other for 20 years. They never played each other in the playoffs. That's why it's trying to be considered a rivalry. Well, and, and you guys we played, are playing better. I would say if we played the Clippers in the playoffs last year and we go to seven games, it's probably considered the same thing because we played them 11 times in one season. So, um, I mean, just because the amount of games, I don't, I, I don't consider it a rivalry, no. I don't know who said it in the chat, but they're 100% right. Anybody from our team calling That rivalry? this right here, right here, that's a meme. Who? It reminds me of the Jalen Ramsey, Ooh. like, you tell me. like You tell me. Yeah, that's, that's like Jalen Ramsey vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Just everything about it. <laughs> so right, So right at this moment, for those who can't see it, right now, De'Aaron is cussing this man out in his head. Like you could see, like you could, you can see when someone is cussing someone else out in their head, and that's what De'Aaron is doing right there uh, in that moment. I think part of the reason De'Aaron responded the way that he did is because, and I don't know who that was. I'm not trying to shade him. I don't know who that reporter was. He framed the question as if the big bad Golden State Warriors don't see little old Sacramento as a rivalry, but you guys do. So tell me about that. And it's like, it's like, who who told you this was a rivalry from our team? Right, right. Like y'all want to run up here and talk about this? Not who said it was. We we have our fun with our brothers at ninety five seven. The fans have a blast with this, mm-hmm. but the guys on the floor that's a different story. Yeah, no, different, I, And I think he I has think a point exactly about the Clippers too. Yeah, I I, I think, um, but but that would. So I I understand, and I can't tell him and that team. Who they think is a rivalry? Like they're they're there. Like they don't think it's a rivalry, then so be it. Like that's what it is. But you didn't just play the Blazers, right? Like this has a little more juice, at least for the people that follow this team, for the fans, mm-hmm. you know, all this other stuff. It has more juice than Blazers. Blazers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the same would be true for the Clippers. You know, it would be true. Like, that's part of the story. Like, this wasn't a rivalry just because they're close. Mm-hmm. They played in one of the most exciting. But that was De'Aaron's point. Right. If it had been the Clippers, wouldn't it be the same thing? Yes. but In, in the playoffs. But, but yeah, but it, it would be. That lends credence to the fact that it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's not a rivalry. Like, I think the guy tried to say, oh, it's a rivalry because you're close. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's not why it's a rivalry. Right. Part of the reason why somewhat considered a rivalry mm-hmm. is because of what just happened in that playoff series. And you combine that with the fact that they're close, their fans kind of intertwine with each other, you know, because of the, the region. Yeah. And there's, there's more juice. And people like Karosh moving from the Bay area to Sacramento yeah, and pissing us off. Prices. Yeah. Damn it. So I, like I said, once again, I can't tell, I can't tell the guy on the team you're wrong. It's a rivalry. You say it ain't a rivalry. It ain't a rivalry for those guys on the court. 
but it does have a little extra juice for the people in the crowd um, and the people who, you know, follow this team on a daily basis. Can a rivalry be developed in one year? That's really what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I think it can. Okay. I think it can. I mean, when you have some, I mean, the like NBA that. clearly sees it as one, sees it as one. It's yeah. Rivals Week. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and that's the other thing. Like, and then the Rivals Week, they're, at least they're trying to build it up. There. And their next game is against the Lakers, but that's not Warriors versus Lakers, in my opinion. Mm. That's Steph Curry versus LeBron James. Mm. That's the rivalry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because they got to get more than LeBron. <laughs> okay. Good luck with that, guys. <laughs> Good luck with that. Guys. Part part of the reason why. Um, I, you know, I think is is looked at as a as a rivalry, or how should I put this? Maybe the players don't look at it as a rivalry. I don't think they. Marcus talked about it yesterday. I don't think they like have a problem with each other. Like I think all of them look like, oh, that no, ain't a rivalry. Those are my boys. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, because De'Aaron and Draymond have the same agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, De'Aaron and Steph, Steph are, are linked. Mike right. and Steve are linked. Right. Um, the only hell, one, JaVale is linked JaVale to the – linked, yeah. Even though he's just The only one year. with real heat is Sabonis and Draymond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I caught old boy talking slick too. Who? Draymond. After after a play where the, uh, uh, a foul was called, Draymond didn't agree with it. He was rolling his eyes at DeMontis Sabonis as he was lining up at the – Dre ain't going to make it. I'm telling you, he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> well, you know, you know what I, 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 I joke about this, but Domas just saw Draymond Green. Look at him, <laughs> just smiling, smiling from ear to ear. Nice little Prada jacket there. I see that boy That's working nice. a little yeah. bit. Is that out of your closet? That, that Did he get just, that from you? No, he might have got that from you. He get that from me. That's uh, nice who, though. Who getting the jacket made? Hey, here's Demontis Sabonis. <laughs> Here is uh, more more. That is a really nice jacket. Is that as a quarter zip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought is it because it, uh, it doesn't look like it goes all the way down. Pause. Yeah. That, that didn't feel that 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 was. I, I don't know. I'm oh, just. Hey, you got him. I, I, I'm just. You got him. I'm just. I'm, I'm just. Got gonna, him. Yeah. No, the, yeah. The view is that's, weird on the stream, but just know a flag has been thrown. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. a ten yard holding yeah, yeah. penalty yeah. right there. That uh, way. Here, that here's way. here's the uh, here's the video that got uh, Kenny Caraway cackling earlier. Thomas, it, it, that, that is correct, and you spoke about Dorte and Kessler, but what about having a teammate like Javale who thought he was gonna uh, play today, but his number doesn't get called by the head coach. I don't know what the head coach was doing, but the, the, he just kind of discarded him or kicked him to the curb. However you want. How is he as a teammate? You know, I had to calm him down on the bench. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's a, he's a professional. You know, he stays ready. Um, he knows his role. Um, he came here to help us um, take uh, take us the next step, you know, and uh, he's been uh, a vital part of our uh, progress. Sappy, I have one question for you. Do you know where your wife sits every game? No, there's Tone. Yes, I know. There's Tone. And how many, after every bucket, do you do an ode to her? Probably every bucket. Every bucket. <laughs> Tomas, what are your honest opinions on Mike Brown? (laughs) Well, today we got a win, so. (laughs) There's Tone! Can you imagine? The second one is so much better than the first. Put it on a shirt. Put it on a shirt. 
Hey, can you can you imagine Matt sitting down to edit his eleven thirty news segment, thinking, "Oh, I just got this great, I just got this great piece of sound from Mike oh, Brown. Snap. Let me go cut the video." Oh, I hadn't seen that. Oh man, love Matt George. Love our man Tone. The oh, only way it's better man. is if he just completely covers Domas. Oh, it's so good though. It's so so that good. That is hilarious. I hadn't seen that. Man. Oh, also, the happiest so Demontis Sabonis has ever been. Oh, I know oh, for real. Awesome. Demontis so happy. Hey. Look, hey, look, we we sitting here joking about people's playing time. Like, yeah. oh, hey, he was supposed to play. I didn't yeah. play him. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That was a weird-ass question, too, from Mike Brown. Mike Brown needs a media training session because we had no idea JaVale McGee was supposed to play and just didn't. No, he was supposed no. to play. He didn't play. Did, hey, did. Domas, I was going to play JaVale today about 10 minutes. I kept him on the bench. What do you think of that? Did anyone ask Mike when he came up? Because I think Domas came up first. Hey, why the hell did you play JaVale McGee? Just laughing about all oh, the vibes are back, baby. The vibes are back. We can joke about playing time. Let's go. Or Javel McGee just sitting there like, oh, I guess whatever. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh man. Hey, that was that was the GOAT press conference last night, man, between De'Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Harrison gave Ooh. us bars. Yeah. Uh Sabonis, yep. Mike Brown, the wives. I mean, this was this was awesome. I love this team. Beam team is back. No, the, the beam, beam team, team is, is back. back. The Tony Harvey video, the video that saves the King season. <laughs> Tony Harvey video. Let's go. And, beam and, team is back. Anthony Slater working on his column. Oh, Antonio Harvey saved the King season. <laughs> Dr. David, all my people, get the, get the screen grab. Man. Get it now, right now. I'll give you two seconds. <laughs> it gotta, it's got to be on a shirt, man. It's January 26, 2024. Welcome to this day. Oh, yeah. Indeed, we will. Oh, uh, let's get man. TC in here. 916-909-1320. TC, what it do, baby? Yes, sir. What's up with my two brothers? What up, TC? Oh, man, just vibing. The band is back. Band is back. I kind of like what y'all talking about, man. The boys, the boy, man, as long as we stay focused like this, man. All right, for sure, for sure, man. Oh, I love to sure. see that last night. Oh, the for cookie, sure. Hey, yep. The, hey, the cookie crumbled our way last night, man, with that last-minute shot. We've been getting – hey, we got beat so many times that, Kenny. Good point. You know, it, it finally went our way last, and I said, man, you know what, especially with Kevin missing those two free throws, but you know it's all good. But look, Kenny, you heard me this morning. Hey, mm-hmm. on Bonte and Joe, mm-hmm. check it out. Mm-hmm. Kyle, D-Lo, listen, don't get in your way, Kyle. If you don't get in the way, the Niners win. 27, hey, I'm going I'm to go, hey, I said 13 earlier. I give them the benefit of the doubt. The Niners won 27-16 mm-hmm. as long as Kyle Shanahan don't get in his way and get too cute. I promise you, if he does that, Kenny – Dan Campbell will bite our kneecaps off, bro. Stop, stop. Now Dan Campbell is, is better. Didn't, when he's saying Sirianni was Sirianni, a better uh, yeah, coach, yeah, yeah. Kyle, stop. Kyle won't get in his way. We're going to go to work. You know, I thought about it some more. I oh, do think there goes. was a little uh, – Kyle got in his head a little bit with LaFleur. And the, the fact ultimate that, needle mover. <laughs> I don't even think we hit them buttons today. I was, just, I was just trying to move the screen. That's my bad. SE me. SE me, coach. My but, bad. But I, I do think Kyle got in his own head a little bit because he's like, man, LaFleur know everything about me. I got I to gotta zig because he thinks I'm a zag. Or, and he was just doing too much. 
It, LaFleur got in his head a little bit. The relationship they had, the history they had, got in his head. I think that played a little bit into his play calling, which was horrendous on Saturday. I don't think we're going to have them issues on, on Sunday. I think somebody was talking about this. I think we didn't. Kyle, he don't have a good poker face, and he I think he's just chomping at the bit to go up against this Lions defense. Mm. He's been researching. He's been seeing some things, and he like – he like, oh, man, because the whole thing, I forgot where I heard it, but they were talking about how, like, Kyle doesn't have a good poker face, and if he, like, doesn't think the defense is any good, he'll try to do the coach speak, but it doesn't work, right? He'll be like, oh, yeah, the Lions, they, um, you know, they when they line up at the line of scrimmage, it's like next level. It's, it's crazy, mm. you know, their lineup. And then, you know um, – the way they follow the person in motion is, it's it's really good. It's really good. You got to respect it. Mm. <laughs> That's how you know. He didn't look at the tape and be like, these guys are ass. <laughs> we about to light them up because <laughs> he don't have nothing good to say. He try to make up good things. He'd be like, oh, yeah, hey, you know, when they sub, they really get on the field quick. <clears throat> Kyle said the warm-ups are flawless. <laughs> And he's been doing a lot of that yeah, this week. I think he sees something. He's about to light them boys up. He's about to light them up. Kyle, Kyle, Kyle watching that game field looking like Domas. <laughs> TC looking like uh, Tony. Looking like Tony. <laughs> TC is not convinced yet. That's, that's one of my favorite. Who, 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 who was happier, um, Domas in this press conference or Luke in that one press conference? <laughs> Oh man, uh, I don't know. I, I don't. That's oh, a tough one. That is that's tough. A tough one. That is tough. Domas <laughs> looks really, really happy. The only one who I imagine wasn't very happy was Matt George. <laughs> Matt George, this is two instances in a row. Just unintentional gold. Unintentional gold. Matt, the, dude, the funny thing is, the funny thing that. is, Matt still can't comprehend how great yesterday's <laughs> segment was. He was like, "Hey, man, I'm really sorry. I'm really like, bro." This isn't your like stuffy radio show. That was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. That was, it was great. We talk about the same stuff in a different variety every week. Yeah. That was terrific. It was a great. lot of people had, I shoot, you showed me areas of the Golden One or the Chase Center I'd never seen before. That yeah. was fantastic. It looked ridiculous. And the fact that you couldn't sit straight up <laughs> without getting a concussion, going in concussion protocol, yo, that's that's fantastic. That was great stuff, man. That I was enjoyed. one of the great. That was one of the great segments of all time. I enjoyed that conversation. And Matt just he just he, he was he was just can't mortified see it. by can't it. Can't see it. It's okay. Oh yeah, the meme is out there. Yeah, we got the we got the De'Aaron Fox clip now. It's an official <laughs> meme. It is on. It is on our page. And best believe we will use who appropriately. Well, well done, team. Well done. You guys did a great job getting that out there. <laughs> Oh, man, we're going to talk a lot more 49ers. We're going to talk a lot lot of football when our man Trey Wingo joins us coming up uh, at the top of the 2 o'clock hour. Can't wait to talk to our man. It's it's, it's, it's 1130 where my man is at right now, 1138. It's a two-hour time difference, yeah, in Maui. Okay. I think it's Maui. I think he said Maui. That's got to be nice. I saw a video of Trey the other day. He got mad at people. Josh Allen video, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he was not pleased with some of that. Well, Even no, that's not, no, that's not what I said about. No, Deshaun, no, that yeah, that wasn't the same thing at all. Yeah, like you just compared Josh Allen. You said Brock, you big up Josh Allen, but you said Brock Purdy is in his class, mm-hmm. 
And there were people who were downgrading Josh Allen. Those weren't the same things. Mm -hmm. Those weren't the same things at all. However, I am very curious to get Trey's opinion on the Josh Allen, uh, uh, Brock Purdy, which I don't know why that conversation exists, but for some reason it does. I'm anxious to get his thoughts on that. I'm anxious to get his. I'm anxious to get his thoughts on Brock Purdy more than anything else. I'm anxious to get his thoughts on Brock Purdy. Uh, because he will be the first one to tell you he has repeated this for years on television. He's repeated this for years on Twitter and 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 um, his different social media platforms. Wins and losses are not a quarterback stat. Mm. That's not how you evaluate quarterbacks. It is how we evaluate quarterbacks, but it's not mm-hmm. how you should evaluate quarterbacks. So I'm anxious to get his opinion uh, on Brock Purdy and what he's done with the San Francisco 49ers. So, again, that's coming up uh, at the top of the hour. I don't spend think we'll spend a ton of time uh, on this, but what do you think What do you think was up with Malik last night? Uh, By the way, I pointed at the screen because it was that play I was just talking about earlier where Draymond goes up, he lands, and, like, shoves Kevin Herter in the back. Okay. I remember that play. I didn't, I didn't see it when mm. you got it, but I remember, oh, that's what he's doing now because it was, it was like a loose ball on the Don't baseline or something like that, and he kind of. Yeah, it's like this guy, man. Don't make it. Oh, that's what I was about to say. I, I'm half joking. Like if I, I, I'm half joking. I'm dead serious. I would really think about this if I was Mike Brown or opposing coach. I definitely would have put Kessler Edwards out there and been like, "Hey, just go talk to this dude. Just go talk to him." He he can't control himself. That happened once in the game. Um, I think Draymond fouled Kessler or something like that, or Kessler fouled Draymond, and Draymond was um, going at him a bit, and Kessler just kind of walked away yeah, like, all right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. But I would have I t- had uh, Jordan Ford if he was with us. Jordan, go out there, man. Just keep talking to this dude. He can't control himself. We'll get him to get a technical at the very least, if not thrown out. Do you think Mike would do that? No, because he likes Draymond. Yeah, I don't think he would either. I don't think he would either. But the the Pat Riley would do it. Like yeah, yeah, but, yeah Pat, look, Pat Riley would do it himself. Pat Riley, if Pat Riley was in Mike Brown's position, like he coached Draymond for five years and they had a great relationship, mm-hmm. and then Pat Riley went to the other team, Pat Riley would yep. do it. Yep. Pat Riley, I don't. I I'm agree. not. I don't really care if you're my friend or not. I know how to get you out of your game. Pat Riley would do it. You got any thoughts on Malik? Oh, um, <laughs> nah, I, I, t- I, it looked different. It looked different last night. Yeah. Um, he was, it was off game. he was erratic. Yeah. It was just, uh, and I guess I, I'm sure it happens more than we think. It just feels like it hasn't happened much mm-hmm. recently. And I, it's probably a stretch to say it hasn't happened at all this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it felt like he was that play where he kind of dribbled into Kavon Looney and Kavon Looney just kind of like, Almost like a running back just clutched down on the ball. Mm-hmm. It was like I, I don't. This ain't Malik's night. They, this is uh, weird. This is this is not Malik's night. Not that he can't handle it. I believe that he can. He's he's good enough to handle anything. But they, um, I felt like they game plan for Malik last mm-hmm. night. The Warriors did, mm-hmm. and part of their game plan was trying to shut him down, bottle him up a little bit. And last night, you know, worked. You know, I. I believe in his talent and his ability. So, if the Mavs try to do that, I think he can still get twenty-five. But last night, it looked like the Warriors specifically game planned uh, for Malik, and, and it worked a little bit. In our backstage area, I just looked down, and there's Tone. 
right there. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna leave tone right there. <laughs> just gonna leave tone right there. <laughs> we'll come back. Trey Wingo joins us at the top of the hour. The All Star starters were named. Will any Kings be called when the reserves are announced six days from today? Talk about that. Steve and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino, where we will be live next Friday. Live show beginning at noon. Watch party beginning at 4.30. It's a Friday. Vibes are heavy. We'll hope you'll come through. Uh, Sky River Casino, 32 Brew Street. Uh, next week with Steve and Casey here on 102.5. Nope, that's not the station. <laughs> that's That's not it. Nope. Put a dollar in the jar, pal. Yep. yep. It's good. A couple hours away from that. CSPN 1320. So we were having a uh, conversation about planes. Because, you know, you, when you left, the plane. Yeah. Yeah, she, you know, she has access to any spirit plane that she mm-hmm. wants to only ride by herself. Right. Basically a jet, but she's got a private airline as well. Right. Um, so we were about, like, do we like planes? How is spirit? All this other stuff. I- I'll fly. In a heartbeat, I won't think twice, but in actual, don't like flying. Think about what's going on. Mm-hmm. It freaks me out. Like, I'm so high in the air. I'm in this little tube. Like, I like it, but I'll do it. I won't. It's just something you have to do if you want to go places. Yeah, yeah. I-, I won't think about it. But Rachel in the chat, shout out Rachel. She said her engine on Southwest exploded uh, in Orange County come into sack very recently. That reminds me of a time I was going to lay. And me and Jazz were there, and it, we had, like, the first flight of the day. Mm. And we're sitting there, and it's, like, a 5.30 a.m. flight. I'm tired. I'm sleep- I'd had to get up at 3, get here, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the, all of a sudden, you hear, like, a boom, boom, like this thing. And then you hear, like, the engine. The, the engine sounds different. Mm-hmm. She pulls up the little thing. There's a little smoke coming out of it. It's like, I think – I think they something happened with the engine or whatever, and come to find out, they some birds. Hit a bird, in. yeah. And it's like sounded like super loud, like eh, eh. she's like Kenny, some something's in the engine. Da-da-da. I'm like, uh, like, like, a, like I'm something about it. <laughs> like I'm asleep. <laughs> Leave me alone. Say, like, hey, something's going on with the engine. Eh. And then in my head, because I'm so tired, and this is bad. I was so tired. I was like. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen at this point. Let Boy. me get my sleep. Well, <laughs> they actually had to turn around and make right. an emergency land. Buddy, you're a couple of minutes away from sleeping for a really long time. You need to wake up. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Well, that's wake the up funny, for what? That's the funny part. Wait. <laughs> Wake up, honey. There's something in the engine. Well, what do you want me to do? Kenny wakes up, looks. Yeah, it looks broken to me. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially what I said. I was like, baby, this is it. We're going down I'm, together. I'm it's going to trust did you guys see, um, did, you, did you guys see recently the um, airplane door that flew off? Oh, that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. I think that was spirit. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why Miss Pete bought it. She wanted to fix it. <laughs> that's why I Ms. think Pete it was spirit. It. I don't know. I could be wrong. Have you ever been in a plane that's been hit by lightning? No. Hell no. Shuts the whole plane off. The plane drops and then just like it's like a roller coaster, like it drops and like everything comes back on. Yeah, that that was at jarring. that point. I'm telling take no, me back, was, please. Just, I'll jarring. just cancel the that trip. Was, that was not like, okay. yeah, this is it. Hell no. That, that was jarring. It happens so quick, though. Oof. You're not really sure what's happening. And then as it registers, like everything pops back on and back up. That's terrifying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I got like the feeling. I'm like, not gonna pretend like it was up. okay. Yeah, it no, was not okay. It sounds horrible. 
not okay at all. I might need to like uh what they do like take um you, you take something to relax you on the plane rides, people that have like anxiety or fear mm. of it. There's a lot of things you could take to I help that. Start, I might need to start doing that. Can you imagine Casey on like just some good THC? Just like a good edible. Sir, we're we're here. We need you to get up now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine Casey taking an I edible. Know, I don't know what I would be. I'd just I'd be just chilling. You would be. <laughs> just just quiet. You already talk really soft. Like, especially when we're when like when we're off and like we're talking, you know, during during the few yeah. moments that we actually talk to each other during the KSFM <laughs> show. Like you're like and I and I know I do the same exact thing. Yeah. We we, we both like our voices are obviously elevated because we're on the radio, but like, yeah, I was, I, you see that story with me and Drake? Oh, it was crazy. And so when Kenny talks, I got to turn the music all the way off, lean in, like, okay. And that's without the edible. I can't imagine what it would be like with one. And this is, this is a visual. We'll, we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. This is this is how me and D-Lo do 102.5. We'll be like this. We'll be like, <laughs> hey, here's your chance to win tickets to see Jodeci at the Luxor. We got you coming up soon. No, nah, Kenny, Kenny's gonna get to this. Uh, he's gotta get to this episode first. But it's literally Michael Scott Paper Company and their little office in the bottom. You have your corner or whatever, and Kenny yeah. sticks to his. Yeah, no, that's what it is. We get over there. We get over there at four. We turn the music up to kind of like, all right, change the lights, change the setup a little bit, turn the music up. Four twenty's always a banger, and then it's just kind of like, all right. And today's Friday too, so it's gonna be really like, oh yeah, got one foot out the door. Actually, the commercial-free of... five o'clock traffic jam. <laughs> there's a there's a lot to give away. That's actually exciting. That's the exciting part when it's stuff to give away and people calling in. The callers are funny. Callers are they're callers are terrific. Uh, real quick on the office because I know you went to talk about the All Star, but I saw a clip yesterday. Maybe it was circulating around Twitter everywhere, but they talked about. I guess it might have been the final episode or whatever, or the final episode for Michael Scott, mm-hmm. and how they sung a song or whatever, and mm-hmm. he didn't know they were going to sing the song, yeah. and his reaction was real. Was real, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I, now I need to know the whole story of the show, so I can feel that moment with Michael. Yeah, Scott. it was after the Dundies, and they had like a scene set up, but they didn't. It, it, it they, they, they didn't do the scene that was set up. They did mm-hmm. that that song. That they wrote. Was that the last episode or his? That was his last episode. Because he, uh, he wasn't on like the last season or something. He right? wasn't on the last two seasons? I yeah. think so. It might have been like half of season seven. And yeah, then that's season, right. And then yeah. all season eight. Yeah, so there was a part of the season that had D'Angelo Vickers as the... As <laughs> the D'Angelo Vickers? It was Will Ferrell. <laughs> so Will Ferrell's <laughs> name, D'Angelo. It was D'Angelo. And he came in to be the regional manager. No, this show should not be but okay, but I mean, he got it, he got written off the show after dunking on the hoop in the warehouse and hanging on the rim, and the hoop fell on him. So he got taken to the hospital, and they had to find a new general manager, <laughs> and that's or uh, regional manager, and that's where Robert California came in. But in between there is Creed, and Creed is the one they don't let him do nothing. That's who we call Nick Sirianni. Yeah, Creed, Creed, Creed is is Nick Sirianni for sure. <laughs> I don't know who Creed is. No, Creed, see, you don't know who Creed is. Trey Wingo knows who Creed is. Like we bringing our man Trey Wingo here. Our man Trey, what up, baby? 
Can you take me higher? That's all I want to know. Well, hey, so <laughs> we're, we, we, just, we just drew a, 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 a comp that Nick Sirianni, the coach of the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, is Creed from The Office. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is that um, not fair? Creed, really? Like Creed Bratton? What does Nick Sirianni uh, do? Well, that's a great question. Right, okay. I, I, okay. Okay. I get it now. I get it. I wasn't sure where we were going with the. Um, well, what, what he does, I, I've always said this before. Like, if there was a magazine called The World's Most Punchable Face, Nick Sirianni might well, be the cover boy for it. Well, I mean, like a, a little hangdog expression, you know. And then he's got the. I, he's, I, he's got the I think he does some things. I, I like. I, I I'll give I'll give him I'll give Nick Sirianni credit for this right. He knew to be the best head coach that he could be, he needed to get rid of play calling because a lot of these guys that are play callers hang on to that like grim death, right? Mm-hmm. And he knew if he needed to coach the entire team, he can't have his face in in the chart the entire time. So I'll, I'll give Nick credit for that. I just think you know you lost Steichen, you lost Gannon, and people say oh we'll just replace those guys. Like I remember when Steve Young was uh, playing for the 49ers and. Uh, Mike Shanahan left, I think, at that point to go be the Raiders head coach. Mm-hmm. And I remember Steve saying, oh, we don't need an offensive coordinator. This offense can run by itself. And they had a bad year the next year. So I think I think losing the coordinators was a bigger deal than people realized at the time. I always uh, trip off the fact that, like, I just obviously Niners fan, could not stand no. Sirianni. <laughs> couldn't, <laughs> couldn't stand him all year. Was talking crazy about him all year. And uh, I'd sit back and, you know, and they, they start losing and I revel in it. I, t- I told you Sirianni was a bum. I told you. And I just, like, sit back. I was like, what if he's, like, the nicest guy in the world? And I've just been destroying well, I don't, him for I don't, months. I don't know if he's the nicest guy in the world. I mean, like, after they beat the Chiefs, you know, he walking out of Arrowhead, he yelled, hey, Chiefs fans, see ya! I don't want to hear that bleep anymore. And they went two and five. After that, I, I loved then, it. That, yeah, hey, yeah, the, that thought didn't get me to stop talking about Sirianni. It just, <laughs> it's just a thought that I had. <laughs> uh, proper introduction. Our man Trey Wingo with us. Trey does a little bit of everything. He's got a, uh, a podcast coming up on Amazon after the Super Bowl. He's on the Stun app, does work for PGA. Trey, I miss you desperately covering the NFL, man. You are one of the absolute best. Uh, to cover this game, so we're excited to talk about championship weekend with you. And and I set this up earlier. I'm anxious to get your thoughts on Brock Purdy. Like you always have a very, you always have a very even keel look at quarterbacks in this league, and uh, you feverishly defended Josh Allen against the haters uh, a week yeah. or so ago. Um, what is your opinion on Brock just, Purdy? Yeah, just real quickly on the Josh stuff. Like it, it's sort of a. And look, we're all guilty of this, and by I mean the media in all of this, because we always we always turn to the quarterback. The quarterback is a massively important thing. But in the two most heartbreaking losses that you can remember over the last two, three seasons for the Bills, Josh Allen did almost everything right. Like he got them the lead with 13 seconds to play in the divisional round at Arrowhead two years ago. You know, he's not the one that decided not to squib it. And you know, Josh made perfect throws to Sherfield and Diggs, and they just didn't come up with a catch. Mm-hmm late down the stretch. And people say, well, he missed that Shakur in the end zone on that third nine. Yeah, because Chris Jones pushed the left tackle into his face. I mean, that's why he missed him. Like, it's a team game. Teams win games. Teams lose games. Teams win championships. Um, I think Brock has done a remarkable job. And the thing that I liked most about Brock, which when there wasn't a lot to like in the game against Green Bay, 
is that when he had to have it, he found a way to course correct. Like to me, the best thing an athlete can do, whether it's Tiger Woods in the middle of a golf round or Russell Wilson a few years ago in the NFC Championship game against the Packers or Tom Brady in Super Bowl 51, he was terrible. And then they suddenly have an opportunity to go find and win the game and they do it. Brock was very uneven in that game, except that last drive. And as your co-host knows, the Niners are not really good at coming from behind. That's only the second time in 34 games that they've trailed by five points or more in the fourth quarter and, and came away with a win or three, three or more, sorry, three or more. So when they had to have it, he delivered. And I think that's the best thing you could say about Brock. Cause to me, that's the hardest thing for an athlete to do is to course correct during the actual game, not go back and look at tape and mm-hmm. fix your swing or whatever, but as it's happening in real time to course correct. And I, I thought that was really impressive. It, you know, and, and some of the discussion that we had on this show is I had a tweet after the bills game, and I think Josh Allen is a good quarterback. I don't think he's as good as he's a great quarterback. He's a great quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback. See, Trey, I he's don't think he. I don't think he's as good as some people say he is. And and it's, okay. So it's, let me let me ask you this question then. And that, that's fair. Okay. Obviously, we're starting with Mahomes, right? Let's mm-hmm. just know all in. Mahomes is number one. So give me your two, three, four, and five. It would. And so here's the thing, right? It would probably yeah. be Lamar, and I would have Josh Allen up there. Right, like I'd have him up there but on where? that level, like three, three. I think he's behind Lamar, um, and here's where I got in trouble. Or accordingly, I said I think Brock Purdy is on the same level as Josh Allen, and I made the argument that I think people <sighs> conflate physical gifts with actual production. Sometimes, Purdy can't throw the ball as far as Josh Allen on a on a rope. He can't yeah, throw no it as fast and, and do all this other stuff. He can't run the way Josh Allen does. But when you talk about playing the position of quarterback and leading and running an offense, I think he does that just as good as anybody else in the league, including Josh Allen. And, and I want to get your opinion on this too. And I think yeah. you'll understand what I'm saying. It, I'm not calling Brock Purdy Joe Montana, but it reminds me. Good. <laughs> it reminds me of Montana versus Marino and Elway. Montana yeah. was not as physically gifted and no, blessed as Elway and Marino, but he understand he understood how to play the position of quarterback as good as anybody there ever was. And right yeah. now, I'm not saying ever was, right now I think Brock plays the position of quarterback as good as anybody in the league. Well, here's where I would just slightly disagree on a couple of those things. I 100% agree. Arm strength is the most overrated thing when when uh, judging a quarterback because bizarre arm strength. Jeff George would have been the greatest quarterback. Marcus Russell on a knee throwing Jay Cutler. yards. Jay Cutler would have been the greatest quarterback in the history of football. Mm-hmm. So you have to have arm talent, but you don't have to have arm arrogance. You know, like Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Burrow, uh, and Josh. They have arm arrogance to me. They can fit it in anywhere. So what you're talking about now is okay. When do you decide to do that? And when do you dial it back? And do you have all all the speeds? Right? Mm-hmm. Do you have all the pitches? Because uh, Garrett Wilson, the rookie for the uh, – not a rookie anymore, but when he was in his rookie year with the Jets, they were talking about the difference of, of a ball that Joe Flacco throws as opposed to Zach Wilson. And he said something that nobody really picked up on at the time because Zach was injured that year uh, going into last season, and Joe Flacco had to play the first three or four games of the year. And he said, yeah, Joe just throws more catchable ball because Joe knows when to use the changeup, knows when to slider, when to, when to throw the fastball, the two-seamer. Zach was just pop, 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 howitzer. You know? So mm-hmm. that goes to what you're talking about. There's playing the quarterback and having athletic skills. You're 100% right. 
The only thing I would say is Josh's production is unmatched. I mean, we're talking about 40 total touchdowns over the last four seasons, or, or four straight seasons, rather, of, of at least 40 touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That's never happened before. He's a really productive, good, accurate quarterback. The Bills sometimes do him a disservice, whereas Brock is told, hey, you don't have to do everything, all right? We have, hopefully, Debo for the NFC Championship game. We have Ayuk. We have Kittle. We have CMC. Let's get everybody involved. Let's mix and match. I think the Buffalo Bills, on more than one occasion, and I think that's one of the reasons they fired uh, Ken Dorsey, was that they said, Josh, go do everything. And when they turned their season around after 6-6, six and six, it was when they got Cook more involved, when Shakur had become more, more involved in the offense. Mm -hmm. Josh became more of a player in a system as opposed to a guy who is the system. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a real evolution for him this year. It's really similar to what the Nine Brock Purdy to do. But so and real quick, that is what you just said is look as a testament, and not by you, I'm just in general, as a testament to Josh Allen's greatness, but it's looked at as a demerit Brock Purdy's game. See, not, not yeah, it's stupid. That's stupid. I agree with you. That's yeah. dumb. Like Brock, Brock is asked to do what he's what he's supposed to do and what he's capable of doing and like people like i give you an example the, the the cleveland game to me i thought where they lost i thought was one of brock's best games this year because trent went out debo went out they're playing as it turned out to be at the end of the season the number one defense in the nfl road in bad weather in the rain and what did he do without all those weapons he took them down the field i think it was what a 41 yard Sounds field goal like that would have won the game yeah. And that's basically an elongated extra point at this point. You know, I mean, a, a five-yard penalty or for a false start on a, on a extra point is 38 yards. Mm -hmm. Kid just missed a 41-yarder. Like, he put his team in a position to win the game with his play. Um, it shouldn't be looked as – I mean, you know, Cam Newton went off on this tangent talking about system quarterbacks and all this kind of stuff, and that was a weird sort of thing that Cam did um, this year, uh, much like his – Outfits, which is a separate. I love his outfits. I love him. I love him. Well, well, well. The outfits are they costumes? Like that's Tim Hassel, like you said. Sometimes, 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 sometimes,
a little more consistent this season, but I don't think I don't think there's a swing one way or the other. Like I, I it's for me, it's not like oh, Goff is here and Purdy's here, or Purdy's here and Goff's way down here. I'm trying to figure out where my hands are on the screen. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think I think it's negligible. Uh, I don't think either court either team has a massive advantage at quarterback. Yeah, I, I like I like uh, Jared Goff and the way he's played. I didn't I didn't think he was going to be this good when he got to Detroit. Obviously, we saw him no, with the Rams, and he regressed. Year after year, it felt like, and I thought his career was on his way to being a career backup. But his two years in Detroit, he's played really well. I'm expecting him to be formidable on Sunday. But I do look at the the road, home and road splits with him as an issue. And you talk about being outdoors, and yeah, Baltimore is Baltimore, but they got destroyed by Chicago. And I know that's yeah. a divisional game as well. No, but no, they just but they look not, like two they different teams. They have not played well outdoors. They yeah. have not. They yeah. look like two different teams outdoors on the road and I'm, I'm looking looking at that to see how they respond to that on Sunday if yeah I, I, I'm surprised the number is as big as it is Damian I mean I, seven I thought was a big number especially with the way San Francisco played uh against uh the Packers on defense you know like Chase Young was a non-factor in that game uh he's got to show up on Sunday now it certainly helps that the Lions offensive line is banged up right uh, uh Joseph's out and I don't know what they're going to get uh out of Ragnow, uh, because he's, you know, he, everything hurt on him, ankle, mm-hmm. knee, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So, but they can't, they can't give up the run to Detroit the way they gave up the run to Green Bay. I mean, Aaron Jones killed the Cowboys and he killed the, uh, and he killed the 49ers in that game. And the, the Lions have that ability with Montgomery and then the change of pace guy, the, the rookie Gibbs. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that the, the offensive line, no one's talking enough about the offensive line issues for the Detroit Lions, which is a huge advantage uh, for San Francisco. If it's is that what swings if if it's not the quarterback position that swings this game, what do you think does? Is is it the offensive line or is it something else? I think they cannot allow the, the Lions to run the way the Packers ran on them. That 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 just can't be, especially if you were talking about this a defense as being so elite with playmakers, and they do all across the defensive line, linebacking core, obviously a little suspect in secondary in some areas, quit getting all those penalties. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think, look, the Lions, if they can start fast, right, 10-3, 13-7, 17-7, something like that, that changes the way San Francisco is built to bully you and wear you down. Like that's the way they're built. They're they're great. They're great front runners, mm-hmm. right? Once they get on you, they step on you and they keep you down there. If you can hang with them for a while, sometimes that offense takes a little issue. And obviously, that Debo's availability is huge, right? You, mm-hmm. You've seen the, the numbers. I think they're eight and nine without him, and fifty three and twenty three when he mm-hmm. plays. So, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about the quarterbacks all the time. Why don't we talk about Debo in that same way? He's yeah. just as important as the quarterback to this 49ers team, the way they're built. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I look at I look at um, how they played on Saturday. I went back and watched the game. And in the moment, because I'm emotional about it. Sure. Like, I've watched it as a fan before reporting, and I was just a mess, Trey. I was a mess. I was in shambles, right? And I thought, oh, they played terrible. They didn't do this, this and that, this and that. And then after the result was already done and I can go back and watch the game, I thought the defense played a little better than people give them credit for. They got dealt a short field um, one of the times with the run back. Uh, when they, they stood up in the in the red zone, I think the Packers got there five times. They allowed two touchdowns out of those five times in the red zone. Right. So they stood up a little bit. And then there was a position in the in the third quarter when it got to 21 points. And I said, I think they're going to have to pitch a shutout the rest of the way to win this game. 
And they did just that and forced two turnovers in that time. So I don't know if it's rust, rest type thing, and they had to get into the groove or what. But I think I think the defense played a little bit better on Saturday than people give him credit for. I mean, Jordan Love, yeah. Jordan Love had 180 yeah. yards passing going into that final drive. Right, but they were running the ball so effectively he didn't have to throw it that much. I mean, that, that's the other way to look at that. Um, I mean, they were really effective on the run. All I'm, all I'm saying is they can't give up the run to Detroit mm-hmm. the way they gave it up to the, to the Packers. They won't. Huh? Niners Nine, by two scores. Niners by two scores. Right. And Detroit, Detroit's a good team. Detroit, I, I got nothing yeah, bad to say. They're, they're a good team, team, but I, I think this is the Niners' time. I think this is Fine. their time. They they worked hard to get this game. This is something they haven't had the last two times. This game yep. in their stadium. That was the goal. Remember, I told you in August, like mm-hmm. they've got to get the at NFC home. Championship yep. game at home. They worked yep. hard to get there. I think they'll take advantage of it. Who you got on the other side? Well, it's interesting, right? This is the first time I can recall where I look at the Chiefs and say they're not the better team. Mm-hmm. Right. I, you know, I I all last year, even even with the with the Bengals coming in as well as they played, and two years ago when the Bengals upset them after they the Chiefs had a brain fart at the end of the first half and they didn't get a, an easy three points that probably would have sealed that game and taken them. We're talking about Chiefs maybe going to their fourth or fifth straight Super Bowl in that scenario. Um, the Chiefs are are not the better team, but the Ravens under the Lamar Jackson era have quite frankly underperformed in the postseason. Mm. You know, this is the sixth straight AFC championship game appearance for these chiefs. They know what this is all about. They know That's the great. moment. Um, I think the, the way the chiefs win is if Mahomes goes into God mode, Pacheco, who's a little banged up, has a big day. Rashi rice has to be, be big. Um, and the Ravens are going to have to spit the bit a little, and I don't know if yeah. they will, but I want to see how they react to the moment. Right. That was the first divisional round win for the Ravens under the Lamar Jackson era. Mm. Uh, they had one wild card win over Tennessee. They, they were one and done in 2019 as the number mm. one seed. Uh, and then they lost to Buffalo a couple of years ago. Uh, and obviously Lamar didn't play uh, last year because of injury. So uh, they I, I'm curious. The moment it's a it's a thing, man. Like I, I think championship Sunday is harder than the Super Bowl, mm. because if you're honest about it, Everybody that plays just wants the opportunity. Just give me a chance to play for it all, Mm -hmm. right? And and coming up short one game shy of that is devastating. I've talked to a lot of former players that lost on Championship Sunday and lost in the Super Bowl, and their thought process was, yeah, it sucked, but at least we were there. Mm -hmm. We took our shot. We had our opportunity. We didn't cash in. We didn't play well. It went against us, whatever. At least we were there. And I think there's sometimes way more pressure on championship Sunday than there is in the Super Bowl because you're mm. this close to getting that one thing you want. Yeah. And that that can change people. So I'm curious to see how the Ravens are they should win. They're the better team. Mm. Number one scoring defense. They're they might be even healthier. They're getting Mark Andrews back. You know, we know Joe Tooney is already out. He's one of the interior uh guard he's one of the guards for the Chiefs. They're they're threesome of Creed, Trey Smith and Tooney guard center guard might be the best middle of an offensive line in the NFL. Now, Allegretti played well against Buffalo, but this is a different Ravens team. And, and you know, all that room that Kelsey had against those linebackers, mm. those are all backup linebackers for the Bills. Mm. Ravens linebackers are as good as any unit in football. Now, I, I'm not saying the Chiefs can't win, but the Ravens should win. And it'll be – if they have a first half, for example, like the Ravens did against the Texans, it was only 10-10, and I get the Texans' only score was the punt return. Mm-hmm. They had 23 yards passing in the first half. 
Lamar was 7 of 11, I think, for 54 yards and a couple of big sacks. I mean, there was no offensive continuity. They can't play that well that way against Kansas City. They're going to have to be a more consistent offense. That was a long, in-depth answer about how the Ravens went. Hey, how did the Chiefs win? Patrick Mahomes. That's just, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, yeah. just God mode. Yeah, God Patrick mode. Mahomes. Just God essentially mode. like yeah. that. God mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trey, you do all that work on the PJ Tour. What's the podcast you got coming up after the Super Bowl? Oh, thanks. Yeah, we we do one every week every week with Chase Daniel for the thirty third team. Uh, longtime backup quarterback. That's been fun. But we're starting a new one. Uh, He's an all time great old... backup quarterback, by the oh. way. Like that is, I mean, that's an all time bag getter. Oh yeah, <laughs> nine nine touchdowns, forty million in guaranteed money. <laughs> that's what I'm okay. talking about. That's <laughs> nine touchdowns, right there. I gave him grief on the first episode. I didn't even get double digits. Like you didn't get double digits, man. But you got forty hey, large. That's so all that matters. You. That double digits um, matters way more than the touchdowns. That's dude. facts. Uh, agreed. So uh, this one's with my old uh, Sports Center. Uh, co-host uh kevin frazier oh nice it's called alternate it's called alternate routes and the premise is we take one defining moment in a, in a game or something in sports and what if it had gone the other way mm. and how things would have changed it's like a sliding doors approach mm. down the rabbit hole for example uh one of the first ones we're going to do is what if the seahawks just gave the ball to marshawn lynch mm. What if they gave the ball to Marshawn Lynch instead of throwing it inside to their fourth best receiver in Ricardo Lockett and Malcolm Butler makes the interception? Well, if that happens, uh, the Seahawks become the first team to repeat a Super Bowl champ since the Patriots in 38 and 39. The Patriots would have then lost their last three Super Bowls. Does that mean Tom Brady goes earlier and they go to Jimmy Garoppolo in the 20, 2015 season? Uh, does Tom then go to San Francisco and team up with Jim Harbaugh and they create a dynasty there? Uh, Pete Carroll would have been the only head coach in the history of football with multiple championships in college and the NFL. That's a pretty good trump card to play. And Skittles might have replaced Tums as the stomach medicine when you were having a little upset stomach. Oh, that's fire. All, that's there's dope. all these wormholes like you yeah, can go down, dope. right? Russell, Russell never meets up with Sierra, and all these other things go crazy. <laughs> and right? Kenny still has so a chance. You know, yeah, exactly. Hey, so, shout out, shout out so Sierra. You're telling me there's a chance. So you just take one moment and you change it. And everything looks differently. So the first episode is going to drop after the Super Bowl. It's called Alternate Routes. It's going to be a lot of fun. We also another one we're doing. What if the coin flip for Magic Johnson in the NBA in the oh, NBA's first round oh, between man. the Bulls and the Lakers? What if he goes to the Bulls? Yeah. Michael Jordan never goes to Chicago. Yeah. Where does yeah. Michael Jordan go? Do the Showtime Lakers ever exist? Like it's it's a wow. fascinating thing to do. So we're, we're it's going to be fun. We're really looking yeah. forward. I wasn't to expecting you to say Kevin Frazier. Are you going to do this with like entertainment too? Like what if? What if, what if what if Will Smith took the Matrix role? Like, <laughs> what, what, listen, listen. You're, you're, he, who think give me the Sierra news, right? Like, well, we've got one. Okay, how about this one? Just and we'll explain it on the episode. We've got one scenario with that coin flip where Charles Barkley and not Barack Obama is the first black president. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, it's a good one. I'm tapped it, in. And it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I'm tapped in. What's the name of this podcast again? alternate route and it's on amazon wondery plus or wherever you get your podcast first episode is going to drop monday after the super Bowl. oh that is in. tremendous yeah, tapped in yeah sure. you got you got yeah. you got a whole host of listeners for I that love right that now that's stuff, good man. stuff yeah. um good, yeah. i said it to start man I, I miss you covering the game but I, I i miss you overall man i hope i hope everything's well i was telling everyone you're hours behind us man you're living the good life right yeah. now as you as as you deserve 
Thanks, brother. We're here half the year and then on the East Coast the other half of the year. But it's always good to catch up with you guys, Damien. Always good to talk. I appreciate Indeed. you. Appreciate you, you, my Trey. friend. Thanks, Trey. See you guys. Take that's, care. That's our man, Trey Wingo. I cannot wait for that. That's pretty cool. I like drop. that. I like that, that type fire. of stuff. Because well, I, I think we wired the same way. We're like, we like history, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's just going back in history. We're like, what if this happens this way? And the the trickle-down effect for all that. I, I can't wait to hear those. Yeah, and Kevin Fraser, too. Yeah, I yeah, can't Kevin wait to Fraser's hear those. Kevin Fraser's fun. Yeah, man, I I just I think I just think the world of that dude is one of the He's best. A legend. Watching Trey, um, I think I've told you this before. Watching like those those hosts that do shows that like come in and out of games, like they call them wraparounds. Mm-hmm. So you see it a lot during the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. And he used to host the women's NCAA tournament until one particular football incident was like, I can never do this again. <laughs> um, it was the the Peyton Manning stuff. He was covering mm-hmm. the tournament when Peyton left the. The Colts and yeah. went to the Broncos. He's like, I can't, like, I'm missing all of this because I'm covering the tournament. <laughs> um, but watching him and like, he just has the earpiece in his ear. And at the time, it was it was Kara and it was Carolyn Peck. And all right, where are we going here? South Carolina, LSU. Okay. And they would just put something on his screen with very little notice, and he would just start talking about it. Man. Yep. And we're headed right. It's it like it the amount of the amount of like awareness of everything going on around you. It was just incredible. So to be able to watch that from inside the studio, like I'll I'll never forget. Because you have a vision of how all this stuff works. Right. And it's not that. Right. It's just being on to what are we going to? We're go we're, we're going to Kings Warriors. Okay, I got it. De'Aaron Fox just hits a pull up three here for the Sacramento Kings to put them up one. Has only seen thirty seconds of the game <laughs> and he has to talk about it in that moment. Yeah. Incredible. He's one of the he's one of the, the goats, man. This that's somebody that I'm not trying to date him or nothing, but uh, grew up with man. Grew up watching that guy on ESPN. And by the way, he did like have that. the ultimate pause moment in that interview that we just we just. Hey, oh yeah, did any, did no, you, everyone caught it. Oh, official officials were sleeping. No, it was What'd about it was about the 49ers. Well, he said the 49ers, uh, they're not the best. <laughs> Come from behind. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was Trey quite was possible. We'll let it slide. Speaking speaking of speaking of the 49ers. Hey yo. Debo's off the injury report. And he's good to go for the NFC championship. You know what that means. Yes, I do. It's over for you hoes. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Ramsey, get ready to be upset on Monday. <laughs> That's 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 actually something I'm very much looking forward to is R- Ramsey. I, I, that's another reason besides you, of course, that I want the 49ers to win is just knowing Ramsey will be salty and saltier, I should say, and then he'll spend two weeks bigging up whatever AFC team <laughs> that the 49ers are playing, and he'll be the biggest Chiefs or Ravens fan for the next two weeks. I, I look forward. This, to this that. what's going to happen. But you know what? Hey. I feel great about the 49ers. I mean it when I say the Lions are a good team. I, I, what they can oh, do they on the offensive are. end um, with Laporta and St. Brown and Gibbs and, and Montgomery, they've got weapons on the offensive end. Jared Goff is, is a good quarterback. So I don't. I, when I think the Niners are going to win by two scores, it's not because like they the Lions stink. I just I just think the 49ers are the better team. Is this the perfect weekend for the NFL? Championship weekend? Yeah. Like, this, like it, it, obviously, it, it, it's championship weekend. It's huge. There's mm-hmm. no – I'm not trying to make this more than it is. But let's look at you, – you've got the guy who's going to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. You've got the guy who is considered the 
best player in the game right now. Some would already say he's the best to ever. Some say he's going to be the best to ever play that position. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, you have the Taylor Swift factor. Oh, yeah. You have the team that was on hard knocks and people have an emotional investment in. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's virtually the same team that was on that show, certainly the same coach and, and key players. Mm-hmm. And then you have a storied franchise like San Francisco. That's yeah, a great one. And I think the, the Lions being the Lions and, you know, being one win away from the Super Bowl is something that's captivated everybody. Like you have a David than, Goliath thing where yeah, in terms of yeah. franchise, not, not that the 49ers are so much better. In terms of franchises, the mm-hmm. 49ers and the Lions aren't the same thing. Right. Like, and even, and the, but the fact that it's the Lions helps. Like, I don't mean any shade, to, but if it was the Cardinals, I don't think it'd be. Cardinals ain't ever been, uh, won a Super Bowl or, mm-hmm. you know, done anything in recent memory, but that wouldn't have, that wouldn't hit the same as it is right now with the Lions. Like, the Lions are. You well, know, the lovable losers. You have the zero and sixteen. Yeah. you've got a yeah. you've got it's a lot a, there. It's one of, I think it's one of the forcing Barry Sanders into retirement. Yeah. Uh, you got the Axel Foley jacket from mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop. Jacket's <laughs> fire. You, it's fire, but you fire. you've got apparently Beverly Hills Cop one, two, three, and four. Uh, he wears the same jacket. So no, I I, I hear what you're saying, man, and uh, I think it's it's a great weekend. I I love what Trey said because I agree with, and I think we've talked about it before, but the the pressure and the sense of accomplishment of winning the conference championship. The Super Bowl, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl, wants to host the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah. But there's a almost an element of it's like a standalone separate game almost. Like it's it's a different experience, it feels like. The the conference championship game still feels like the NFL season, if that makes any sense, right? You're you're in a home stadium, mm-hmm. you know. It's it's the it's pomp the, and circumstance isn't the same. Right. Like you 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 go through you go through a normal week, right? Right. And I've I've heard a lot of people say before that is the one that you know you excel a little bit after you win, or mm-hmm. you stay up late at night if you don't win. Mm-hmm. Being able to get to the Super Bowl. Um, sometimes holds a lot more pressure and people feel more accomplished than actually winning the Super Bowl. Or if you lose the Super Bowl, I'm you're not sh- as hurt as you are if you lose the championship. And I was trying to remember as Trey was talking, but I wasn't 100% sure. I think it was Tom Jackson. It was definitely one of his guys over there at at at, at, at ESPN, but I think it was Tom Jackson. He was with the Denver Broncos and you know, Berman's co-host for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think he was the one who said every time the Super Bowl comes around, it gets really difficult to watch. Because mm, he, didn't get, he didn't get that. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he he didn't get that in his career. And he was on some really good teams, um, you know, incredible player, all that. He didn't he didn't get that, and he mm-hmm. feels it. And I, I, I he, was, he was the first one I heard to say articulate that. Um, but Trey has shared with me before that, that thing about losing in the end, not even having a shot. And it's so different, I think, to guys like Charles Barkley or Carl Malone. Like, those are series that right. you lose. Like, that's a stretch of two weeks. Right. This is, you You win Sunday, it's one, it's one shot. Mm-hmm. You either do or you don't. It's not stretched out over the next two or three weeks. It's one shot who's better on that particular day. Yeah, yeah, so... 
Like I said, I think I think the Niners are obviously. I think they're going to win, um, but the Lions are a good team, man, and it's a great story. If it was any other situation, sure, I'd be rooting for the for the Lions, man. I ain't got no no issue with with them or their fan base, but unfortunately for them, <laughs> they going up against them boys in San Francisco. They going up them boys from the Bay, and we just it's it's, it's the Niners' time. It's our time. Right now. Another really interesting component to this weekend uh, are the coaches. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, as well. The, yeah. it, it feels like the more we talk about this, the Lions are kind of like they're, the, they're, the, they're on the outside of all of this. Like mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the new guy here. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that. And then, of course, we'll get back to the Kings. Big win last night against the Warriors. And they got a big game tomorrow yeah. against Dallas. Like. Yeah. We're starting to look at standings. We're starting to look at matchups, uh, and we'll we'll dive back into uh, the conversation about the Sacramento Kings. Steve and Casey brought to you by Sky River Casino on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN thirteen twenty. We were talking over the break. Our guys, Monte and Butch, Warriors fan, Dub Nation, all this other stuff. We got them shook a little bit. We got them shook because it's over. Mm. You can say we. You can say the league. You can say reality. They know it's over. It's over. This Warriors thing is done. Now, they might make the playoffs. They might make the play-in. Mm. Might do all this other stuff. But all this, oh, we got to get five and, you know, got to beat LeBron. Like, yeah, you, you ain't, ain't got that. a shot in yeah, hell. You ain't doing that. This thing is over. Close. Championship-wise, winning so, more than one round in the playoff-wise, this thing's done. It's over. I don't think I asked you. I asked Marcus. You don't think there's anything they could do in the next two weeks? Not nah. that that opens that that opens that door a little bit more. No, you did ask me. No, because they're too okay. Okay, they like Looney is Looney's not it no more, and Draymond is six seven, trying to guard Jokic, AD, Nurkic, all this. They're too like that's the one thing. Like they can get another skilled guy. <clears throat> but they get dominated in the paint and on the boards by everybody. Mm. And I don't know if there's anybody out there that can help them fix that. I'm like Jack Davis. Jack says, I enjoy listening to Bonte Land of the Kings. They mad at us. <laughs> yeah, they mad at us. Uh, it's funny. a great time when they talk about that. Oh, I, love, I love just when Joe gets worked up and starts yelling. <laughs> and, 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 shoulder, what did you say? Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. Light the beam. That sounds. Uh, that, that sounds like the the Jr. on the Warzone call for like the old Sega Genesis. <laughs> shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. <laughs> oh, Butch. Oh, but you got a hey, Bonte Butch. You guys got the 49ers. You got the. Hey, we all got the 49ers. You got the baby. 49ers. Man. Come on now. Come on. Let's you do got this. The 49ers. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go. I mentioned uh, before we get back to the Kings. Um, I mentioned right before the break that, that, that you know we talked about, or I, I asked, you know, is this a, just a perfect weekend for the NFL with you know two marquee quarterbacks and in, in, in Lamar and you know MVP quarterback and Lamar Jackson, two time MVP, soon to be two time MVP quarterback Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes, essentially the face of the league, um, a a a a marquee franchise. 
and then a a up and coming franchise that you have an investment in, you know, because of your your HBO programming. You know, take it a step further. You look around. We talked about Bill Belichick, and and I think we talked about Jim Harbaugh, you know, a week or so ago. When you talk about the best coaches in football, you've got three of them mm. Mm. in playing this week, or you got yeah. three of them coaching this weekend. Dan Campbell, who I now think very, very highly of, he's on the outside of that conversation just starting his career, trying to work his way up to where those guys are. I think Kyle Shanahan, Andy Reid, and John Harbaugh are the three of, because I I was going to put Mike Tomlin in there, Mm -hmm. three of the best coaches in football period, regardless of ranks. And. Dan Campbell trying to trying to work his way into that conversation. Take yeah. you know, hopes to take a big step this weekend. That's a great call, man. And and you got some great play callers. You got some great uh, motivators. You got guys that are highly respected in their locker rooms. And Dan Campbell adds to that as well. Yeah. And you know it's going to be a great meeting of the minds on Sunday between those four uh, coaches, for sure. Somebody somebody in the chat asked us uh, to expound on. Something Trey Trey Wingo said. Okay, they asked, "What's the top five top five quarterbacks in the league?" And I don't, you don't really do lists like that or whatever. But it sounds crazy to put Brock Purdy in the top five, and for going over career and all this, so that's a whole different thing. I'm just talking about like right now today. I think he is a top five quarterback in this league. I would have I don't Mahomes, have a- Jackson. Josh mm-hmm. Allen, Purdy, mm-hmm. and that fifth one. I mean, that could be there. There's a couple guys that Burrow. That could be uh, Joe Burrow. I like Joe Burrow a lot. He could be in there as well. Tua. I'd go Burrow ahead of Tua. Okay. Yeah, Burrow, Burrow, yeah, Burrow's better than Tua. To me, there's, there's the top four Burrow. is Allen, Burrow, Lamar, and um, Mahomes. Those are like the four, and then everyone else after that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with like the top five at all. Like if, if like I, I said this earlier in the week, it, it's it, it, Patrick is one, and he's like over here. Mm-hmm. You want to put Lamar? To, Lamar's over here. Like those two are different stratospheres. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and then sure Josh Allen. I don't like Joe Burrow the the way that you guys do, I, and I don't think I like Justin Herbert the way others do. Justin Herbert's another guy I thought about. Herbert's the hypothetical champ. Yeah, he's another yeah. guy I thought about, but he's could, he's could, could what change. I talk about. Could could, could change. change could change very but, quickly. But for he's him. the guy that I talk about when you talk about not mistaking physical traits for understanding how to play the the position. I, I'm I'm big on that. Like. I'm big on guys that understand how to play the position of quarterback. I, Russell Wilson was always good at this. I don't think Russell Wilson was like um, he was shorter. You know, he, he couldn't just stand there and throw. He had a nice arm or whatever, but he understood mm-hmm. how to matriculate the ball down the field, mm-hmm. how to move in the pocket, how to have a feel for the pocket. Um, He's that's why he was one of the best while he was while he was playing. So I'm big on understanding how to play that position. I don't, I don't know if Herbert completely understands that right now. I don't have an uh, issue with putting Brock Purdy in the top five, but if I put Brock Purdy in the top five, I feel like we need to have a conversation about C.J. Stroud. Mm. 
Because Brock only has like a handful of games more than CJ, and I thought CJ was tremendous this year. So the tough thing with those guys is we're evaluating them with a small sample size against guys who have a larger sample size. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to the the point I was making. I think it, it had to have been earlier this week where it was we were talking about the Josh Allen, Brock Purdy thing, and then it became like, why are we talking about Brock? Purdy year two versus Josh Allen year six. Mm-hmm. Let's talk mm-hmm. about Brock Purdy year two versus Josh Allen year two. Mm-hmm. And that tells a completely different story. Right. And then once you get five, six, seven years in, then you're, you can have that conversation with guys five, six, seven, eight, nine, 12 years in. Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers returns next year. He could still be Aaron Rodgers, and he's right back into that conversation mm-hmm. of, of being up there with Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. The only the only thing that gives me pause on Purdy, and I think he has the ability to be a. a I, I think he will be. I'll, t- I'll be definitive. I think he will be a top five quarterback. I think if we're just using this small sample size, though, I can't put him on that list and not C.J. Stroud when I think C.J. had a, a terrific season this year. So that's maybe where the Joe Burrows come into play because they got more of a sample size, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, those guys, and maybe I'm not being fair to Justin Herbert. I'm really actually very, very anxious to watch Justin Herbert next year with with, with Jim Harbaugh as his head coach. Yeah. Um, and and I'm very confident if, if, if Justin Herbert is what everyone says he is, mm-hmm. he's – we're going to see it, like mm-hmm. all of it, with no restrictions, no yeah, buts, no but, oh, it's the Chargers. We're going to see it next year with Harbaugh at the helm. Yeah. Um, but I but I don't want that to deter from the fact I think Brock Purdy's going to wind up when his sample size is fair enough to compare to everybody else, a top-five quarterback. He played this season, and this is dumbing down the conversation, so forgive me. He played this season like a top-five quarterback, in my opinion. Right, and and when I bring up – what I'm about to bring up, everybody going to talk about his teammates, whatever the case may be. But I think in that that rant uh, uh, that Pat McAfee had the other day, I mean, he listed like nine to ten to eleven categories. Where Purdy was like first or second mm-hmm. in everything, like mm-hmm. yards per play. The only thing he's like dead last in, which is always something I talk about. The only thing he's dead last in is like passing attempts. So he he does all that, and the Forty ers passed the least of anybody in the league. So not not to so maybe this is semantics. Is the conversation a top five quarterback in the NFL or a top five quarterback this year? Because are those different things? I think they're different things because when we talk about NFL, that's when you bring in sample sizes and, so, and yeah, because because to, to I'm me, just saying like right now, no, he's right now, yeah. yeah, right now he's a top like. This year, he's a top five quarterback, right. in my opinion. He doesn't have the longevity to jump a Joe Burrow or jump a right. anybody else like that. So I, I couldn't put him top five compared right. to you know, these guys have played 120 games right, right. Yeah. compared to him. So I, I yeah. couldn't do that. So, yeah, uh, yeah they, they got other guys. And then you got guys in there that I think right now are just out of the top five who used to be in the top five. Like some people put Jalen Hurts there. I wouldn't. Some people put Dak there. I wouldn't, but they're not far off. They're like six and seven or something like that. Dak, and this is this is where part of me does feel for Dak a little bit. Is he did have, and and I know I know you don't feel this way. Like I feel like he had a good season, um, but man, his 
shortcomings were bad, like in their glaring and they're like in big bright neon lights. Mm. Um, I, I'm pulling up Joe Burrow's numbers, uh, not Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, because I feel like I might be being a little unfair to him. He missed he missed a lot of time this year, so it's hard to it's hard to have a conversation about him this he, year. And I thought Trey Wingo, man, but he's had some numbers in his career, boy. Goodness Tra- gracious, Trey, Trey Wingo brought up a great point, which is like is is. If you want to have an argument, we, we can have – not you, but you want to have an argument, we can have an argument about it. But he was like, yeah, when Josh Allen was asked to do everything, he struggled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point. Like, mm-hmm. So when he was asked to do everything, he couldn't do it. They had to help him out, dumb things down. They started winning games. He played better. That's the same thing people uh, criticize and punish Brock Purdy for, yeah. having a game plan that doesn't put everything on him and having help around him. It's the same thing. I think they're both really good quarterbacks. And we went down the checklist. I think there are advantages for Purdy, and there's clear advantages for Josh Allen. I think they're on the same tier. Uh, We'll come back, uh, except the sample size, for those that missed that. And that's an important part of this, Mm -hmm. except the sample size. The sample size uh, obviously favors Josh Allen and his longevity. Uh, We'll come back. uh, We'll get back to the Sacramento Kings. Uh, and we'll talk with James Ham when D-Lo and Casey return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. It, it, it just dawned on me during the commercial break what we have to do. As our dear friend Kimberly was in here. Shout out, Kim. She was mad this morning. I didn't, I, we were talking about the basketball game. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Well, she's the one who showed up. <laughs> Everybody else didn't come to work. Stacey Kaufman, nowhere to be found. <laughs> Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no warrior stories on her IG today. No, no Rich, no Karoche. Oh no, no, none of the Warriors fans are here. They just, they just stayed home. They, it's a work from home day for Warriors fans today. All right, y'all go ahead, stay at home, you know, suckers. I realized as uh, we were reading uh, some of the chatty house remarks to Kimberly that the only way, because we're convinced that there are people in this building who still don't understand what we do four hours a day. We need to bring them into the studio mm-hmm. so they can actually physically see the chatty house and see like the messages and how they pop up in real time and how they're well, here and the cast of characters that is Ramsey and Allison and Jill and David J. Dr. David got to got to got to see all of them. Well, the funny thing about that is we don't have to bring them in for them no. to see that. No, that's right. right there for right there. Comment not just get to your computer. You see it all. No, it's been thirteen twenty TV on YouTube. Yeah, they, they they they. I think there are it's all right there people in this building who have tried to sell that and have never actually seen it. Well, that, I can't confirm that that, that actually happened, but I'm pretty confident it. Oh, did. can you can you meet at one thirty? Uh, no, I'm working. No, no radio show. Actually, actually, I can't. Oh, and shout out to those people. They they uh, they actually changed the date of that or the time of that meeting. Also, cannot voice track, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we did get asked once. Can you guys voice? Can you guys record the first hour of your show? I'm sorry. Can you listen you, to the show? You want us to record the first hour of our talk show? Uh, No, no, ma'am. You imagine that first hour? Oh, Kings won. Maybe they lost. I don't know. <laughs> Darren Fox scored 30. Might have scored 15. <laughs> no, or no, look, just to play it safe, after that game last night, 
All right, championship weekend here, yeah. you know, just because we can't talk about the game because we recorded it. Oh, man, we're the keys to victory. Keys to After victory. After the most exciting win of the yeah. year. That is crazy. I think Ramsey pointed this out earlier. The last three games have been decided by one point. It's crazy. That is crazy. And uh, that doesn't even take into account uh, they had an overtime preseason game. And yeah, Steph, Steph Curry. Game winner yep. preseason. Yep, that's all I saw last night. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I was already, I was already planning on yelling at everyone. No. Y'all told me it didn't matter, and look, they did it again. <sighs> yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was prepared. No, I was worried. I, I was, was worried. I was like, bro, they're gonna lose another close. It wasn't even just losing. It was like you're gonna lose another close game. That would be like, that would be like, the fifth or sixth straight one point. One possession loss oh. in Golden State. My heart dropped when Kevin Herter missed those two free throws because, like, in my head, for those few seconds or whatever, it's like, Steph's going to hit this shot. We're going to come to another f- show where yep. we're losing to the Warriors or whatever. It's Friday. Guys are going to be mad. We're not going to talk Royal Rumble anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we do have to talk Royal Rumble real quick before so The vibes would have been so down. Yeah, it would have yeah. been. It would And it got worse, too, as the play was progressing. And it's like, oh, Darren's on it. Oh, they're blitzing Steph. Oh, Steph's just going to turn around, fling it in the air, <laughs> fall out of bounds, and this is going on his goddamn Hall of Fame reel, isn't it? <laughs> and then, thankfully. And he tried to go between the legs, and yep. he just didn't get down low enough. He, they, and, said, and wow. There's, there's wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. How'd that happen? I think the only two guys I'd feel like that were are Steph and Dame. Mm. If Dame has the ball on that side of the court, and not just because of what happened a couple weeks ago, just it's, it's Dame. Dame. I'm feeling like, God damn it. Luca. Not so much Luca. Like not 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 Luca be hitting not, some shots. Not yeah, not shade, but yeah, I don't I don't know that I would feel that way with Luca. I would. Luca be hitting. after some of the things Kyrie has done to Sacramento in recent years. I might think more likely uh, Kyrie. D'Angelo Russell, where is he? Oh God! <laughs> is there a little weight off the back for the Kings after that win yesterday? Not more so just because the Warriors because they've won some Bro, last time or whatever. Just what? so you close the game and all that. Look at the screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a good point. It's a good point. <laughs> look, at, look at that smile on Domas's face. <laughs> Are we good? We good. They feeling great. They feeling great. Yeah. No. I. But to in all seriousness, yeah. I like think the it fact did. you close out a game finally, because yeah. like I said, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have the Suns game in the back of my mind all year. You closed out a game against them, mm-hmm. and now you've got you know a couple against them in 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 tight proximity that you've won. Yeah. And then of course with the way Phoenix went. With the way Milwaukee went, mm-hmm. yeah, it's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. absolutely, and and you won't remember this. They won't. I'm sure they won't. Well, maybe they will. We won't. With a couple notable exceptions, they hit their free throws, mm-hmm. and now that's a sample size of two games. But now there's a bigger problem, or maybe not a bigger problem, but now there's another problem. Go ahead. You know, how, how, you know what it is. The free throw, the late game free throws. How do we yeah. feel about that? Yeah. I sent a text yesterday. After, even after they won, I was like, they might have psyched themselves out at the line. Yeah. Um. It's it's tough to say because it's just those two two free throws. Well, what could shake it is the fact that they won. Okay, yeah. we missed a couple of free throws, and literally on the game, you missed a couple of free throws. Right. But you won. Because because I only say that because Kevin may have psyched himself out, but if. De'Aaron went to the line. He might have, you know, hit him. I think. I think yesterday was more of a Kevin thing than the Kings thing. 
I won't give them the benefit of the doubt just given they're last in the league right now. I feel they like hit, I feel like it's I feel like it's more a mental thing than anything with they those hit guys. Free throws to put it away against Atlanta. But the other day Malik was what one for six. We talked about. Yeah, and I think he was perfect the next day, the next game against Atlanta. He was. They shot really, really well versus Atlanta. I think he was. Six six. So they're not out of they're not out of the woods yet, but they're on their way. Like I said, these things hit, hit them late. In the it's game. gonna be like it's gonna be like they're gonna have to do this pretty much like for the whole road trip. Yeah. For people to be like, oh yes, yeah, they're not even gonna say anything because we're not even thinking about it. If you're gonna miss two, do it in the first quarter. Don't do it at the end of the game. <laughs> All right, James is gonna join us in a minute. Who's winning the Royal Rumble? I I I, I think I got a dark horse pick, like a hot take. Oh, okay. Go, I think I'm gonna go Gunther. Oh. Okay. Seth's injury's got me thinking. Okay. So did Gunther turn babyface the other day? I'm not sure. That little thing with Seth that we were watching, I was like, did he? Did he just turn? Baby, baby face. Because Seth is like hurt, hurt, right? Like he's gonna be out for nah, a while. I, I think he. I, I, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're he's framing gonna it like he's gonna be. He's gonna be. At, I, I, it sounds like he's absolutely going to be at WrestleMania. Okay, because my thinking is thinking is if he's hurt and he's got to take some time off after WrestleMania, he probably just need to have him take do a squash match or whatever. Have just got to beat the hell out of him. I just I feel like every time. Like how much of a match? I feel like get? every time Seth Rollins is on TV with a stupid knee brace on, and Damian Priest doesn't walk out with the briefcase, it's ridiculous. Mm. Now they covered it a little bit in that last. We didn't see it, but Gunther's crew was there, and then the New Day came out right after. Mm-hmm. So that would have eliminated, you know, any chance for him to do it during that speech. Um, but still, I, I think it's. I think it's. I think the answer is probably easy. Like I so people have asked like can the rock win? That's what I was thinking. Is he so showing here's up? why I don't think the rock here's why I don't think the rock shows up and wins. Because if he so you don't know, right? You have no idea. But there's a chance the crowd wants Cody. And if the crowd wants Cody and the rock shows up and the rock wins, there is at least a possibility that the rock gets booed. That they treat Cody like Daniel Bryan. And the Rock like Batista. Where is it at again? I I, I was trying. I don't remember, but I don't think that matters because the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble is a traveling pay per view. Like that's a pay per view yeah. where people will travel from right. different countries right. to go watch. So, I think I was in Tampa. I think he'll get booed. I, th- I think there's a possibility he'll he'll get booed, and they don't want to risk that. If Punk wins, they know they can cheer Punk because it's Punk versus Seth. And The Rock versus Roman hasn't been set, and whatever they decide to do with Cody isn't going to piss anyone off yet. Cody and, can't win, right? He can't. Well, yeah, because it's like the whole if he wins, it's like you just automatically put him with Roman. Yeah, I don't like, know. That's the Rock. Yeah, yeah, so that's and that, yeah. that's why I can't see a way that Cody wins, and, th- and that's why I'm leaning towards Punk or The Rock. Because our friend, all- our friend at WCW just texted. He said, Punk is winning the Royal Rumble because WWE hates me. <laughs> we, we're going to throw our Joe Davidson voice changer on um, our WCW. Oh, uh, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> but, and, and I think you guys, you guys are much better uh, bookers than, than I am. Thank you. But to me, on my simple, you know, elementary level of booking, 
Punk and the and the Rock are the only ones that can win. This is the only thing that makes sense because it, it, if it's I Punk, agree. you can yep. have Seth, Seth. Yep. And if it's the Rock, you can have Roman. And if yep. you don't want to go through your scenario of him getting booed, yep. the Rock put it on Punk, it. and you still keep out. But once you put Gunther or Cody or Damien or anybody in, it just yeah, convolutes. It, does, it doesn't make sense. No, yeah. you're 100 percent right. I did think Damien win, winning would be funny because he'd have a guaranteed title match and the money in the bank. <laughs> But it's also <laughs> that is funny. But it's also how do you get to the Rock versus Roman? I think that has enough juice where you just you don't have to do anything. We don't have the Rock interfering in his match. Does the so, pay forward or anything? So who is so Roman? Roman is against Randy, right? Is that a triple? Is threat it? Is it's Roman versus Randy, L.A. Knight? Oh, um, yeah, sakes. and then. Um, Wonder what uh, James, AJ Styles. Wonder what James. You can thinks. you can you can have. What the same hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> you can real quick. You can have Punk win. Yep. And you can do something as simple as Roman wins that Fatal Four Way. Yep. And the Rock's music hits at the end of it, and he walks out face to face. We go off the air, or down at the end of the the highway. And, so, and so, and the match is set. Like the juice is already there. You don't need nothing else. That's the storyline. No, I I get it, but I no, I got you. But do you does anyone come out and go, yeah, dude's been gone for four years and he's just getting a title match at WrestleMania? No. No one does no. that, huh? Okay. Yeah, no. Right. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to make illogical <laughs> scenarios make sense. But like, no, it's fine. James, how would you book the Royal Rumble this weekend? <laughs> Well, he lost me at Fatal Four Way. I gotta be honest. <laughs> James having Leap and Lenny come sure. out at thirty. I don't know where we're going here, but he lost me at, at Fatal Four Way, and whether there was enough juice. And I'm like, I all right. I, I I thought we were talking wrestling. I'm not sure what we're talking now. Well, we're talking right. sports entertainment. Sports entertainment, pal. Matt George says, <laughs> "What if The Rock comes out and Roman jumps him with the bloodline, and they eliminate him, and that's how you get to the match." Eliminate who? Oh, oh eliminate the Rock comes out in the Rumble, but the Bloodline comes out. They get rid of him, Matt so George. he can't win the Royal Rumble. Seth winds or uh, Punk winds up winning the Royal Rumble, but you've set something in motion yeah. for the Rock and Rumble. Matt George is low key cooking with that one. I think no, yeah, he I, is. not bad. He is, but, but my whole thing is sorry, James. Give me a second. James really well, wishes my, he my had whole thing shown is, up. You don't even have to do that. Well, you got to build it up somehow. You can't You've just got to walk something. in. You can't just walk in. Up. It's been built up for three years. No. How do you explain Cody? What do you mean explain Cody? Cody How do is, you explain Co Cody? Cody's unexplainable. He's out of this. <laughs> Get him out of here. Bye. You Bye, know, Cody. But you can't do that. You have to have an explanation for the fan base. There Cody. are people who are behind Cody right now to finish Cody. this story. Cody got it. This, this is, is like bro, when he put you his can't belt do on. that. You can't mess this up. This is like when he put his belt on Jalen Hurts so we can get to Brock Purdy that's, somehow yeah, winning. This dude does not build up the story at all. Uh, Jim Harbaugh's introductory <laughs> press conference will be next Thursday. That note from Adam Schefter as we welcome in uh, James Hamm of the Insiders here. Real quick, two things. Securing the Bagley asks, you, you can't bet on wrestling. I think you can. I think you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Can bet on and sometimes if you pay close attention, you can see what's happening. You'll see odds <laughs> swing in one yeah, way, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, someone knows what's yeah. happening. Yeah, you can. What was the other thing you said? Two no, things. I was just that's. Oh. I saw that. Yeah. Um, I got I got robbed in Prize Picks last night. I don't know if you guys watched any of that this morning when we opened the show. Well, I, I saw that you. I saw your tweet. You said something about you were not okay 
but I didn't I didn't understand what was going on. I knew it was prize picks, but I didn't know what you missed on. I hit five out of six. What I didn't hit was De'Aaron Fox at 29 and a half points. He oh. finished at 29. Oh. And that whole going to the free throw, why he didn't go to the line when yeah. he got fouled. That was, was on the shot. I'm they should have sure. gave it to him. Yeah. And then the last play of the game, Harrison Barnes rips down the rebound, which I had Harrison Barnes at four rebounds. That gave me that that one. Yep. He kicks it to Herter. Herter passes it to Fox, but before Herter to Fox, he gets fouled. <laughs> oh, man. So, and then he has a steal at the end of the game where he doesn't go and score. Um, yeah, it, so it's one of those bonus plays, which I hadn't done before. And, you know, I did my standard $20, uh, you know, placement. Mm. Yeah. It was two grand. If that point five wow. happened, wow. Yeah, I still want 200. I still want 200, but yeah, that one hurt. Those uh, isn't prize, uh, prize picks. You can, so it's not like a parlay, right? Like you can still win money if you get four to five, right? If you get four out of five, it was like eight dollars. If you got <laughs> five out of, I mean, f- four out of six. If you got five out of six, it was two hundred. If you got all six, it was, uh, and it was like it's almost like a teaser, right? So it was a more difficult version of just picking six. I, I took more difficult, like again, it was like I think Curry at five point five rebounds, Sabonis at point five uh, three pointers. So it had some. Like there's a bunch of weird ones there, but yeah, hmm. bummer. Damn. Yeah, that's tough. That's why I don't play prize picks or anything else. <laughs> um, I have a sponsorship, so like, no, no, that's, that's a good call. Play, no, no, that's a good picks. call. That's yeah. a good call. Uh, James, are the vibes back? Beam team back in full effect. Man, it feels like it, doesn't it? I, I think, like, whatever was like ailing this team behind the scenes they they put it to rest yeah i and think it, it i think like. i think the bad vibes died when this picture was taken <laughs> right <here. laughs> tony <laughs> tony right there front and center and domas just smiling from ear to ear Tone said matt's camera was in the way well, move matt yeah that's it that's he it. is known to do that on occasion <laughs> tony that's- that's our man, yeah. though. That's our man. But Domas <laughs> just smiling from ear to ear. Mike Brown crashing press conferences. Brisset asking questions. Like, oh, it 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 felt like it felt like the uh, 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 a win against the Hawks and the Warriors. And man, we're back cooking. Yeah, I think you saw the smile on a couple of these guys' faces. Like even coming into the game, you saw it. Even you know the last game, you started to see a little bit more of it. But, you know, they've been going through some stuff and and nobody likes losing and nobody likes to call this a dog days of the season because, you know, you lose four in a row and it really messes with your placement in the standings. You know, you take two of those and you put them on the other side of the ledger and you're 11 games over 500 and you're the five seed. Right. And that's the tough thing about, you know, wins and losses at this point in the season. They all matter uh, equally at the end. But you know, you, you feel like you could have been building something and, and you didn't, you took a bunch of steps backwards. So I think, um, uh, they're onto something with this whole Harrison Barnes thing. I don't know how long it lasts. I don't know if it's to make sure everyone around the league knows that he's still a very good player, but, uh, we've been talking about this all season, right? Like this is, it doesn't feel like it's as much a Harrison issue as it is a 
a just, you know, numbers issue. Like there's not enough like shots to go around and he's the, the fifth man in the starting lineup. And realistically he's behind Malik Monk as well. When it comes to how many shots you're giving him and you gave him 44 shots over two games and he showed you what he could do. And so um, I think you need more of that. And whether he's, he's here long-term or not, if, if that's who he can be, he probably should have shown that a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago when you were scuffling a little bit and you needed somebody to step in and, and really take on some of, some of the weight off of uh, Fox's shoulders and Sabonis's shoulders. But yeah, it's good to see. Uh, real quick, Casey, sorry. Yeah. Uh, the NBA doesn't think that the Kings vibes are back. Uh, Sean Cunningham just tweeted, the Kings have lost their TNT matchup with the Clippers on April 2nd. What? What do we do? The game that will take its place? The rescheduled Mavericks versus Warriors game. Mm. What the hell? Yeah, that's tough. You did already gain one, so maybe that's why. No, but no, not acceptable. That is, Those two teams could suck by then. The Warriors one could those be tanking. could suck now. But, well, no, they yeah. suck now, but I'm saying yeah. they both could be in that yeah. scenario. Yeah, well, hopefully. That's awful. Hopefully the Kings help start that What is it? Would you say it was April 2nd? Yeah, the Kings have lost their TNT matchup with the Clippers on April 2nd, and the rescheduled Mavericks versus Warriors game will take that spot, and the Thunder versus Sixers game will be the early game on TNT. Again, that is according to the temporary insider, uh, Sean Cunningham. These these people who make the national TV games, are just they're not bright. They're not bright. Like, they – their idea to put Wimby on there forty-five oh times, God. and now Stupid. Mavericks Warriors. No one yeah, cares it's about in the, that it's game. It's in the email. Yeah, that's for sure. No that, one cares about that game. Market. No. I'll be watching that. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you to bring you that stupid news. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> um. So Harrison. I, I thought we were probably transitioning to Harrison. Yeah, no, I, about the way that he played. I, I was trying to think because I had two Harrison questions. I think the one that I was going to to ask was, um, did you see a difference in what the Kings did with Harrison offensively for him to get all these shots, or was it, in your opinion, purely on Harrison's aggression? You know, being shot ready, all this other stuff. Did you, or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both, but I also think there's an extra motivation there because he, you know, it's the Warriors. So, you know, he's got, he's got beef there and, and he likes to show up and, and play well there. Um, you know, I, at, at the end of the day, I think Harrison, um, he listened when they said, Hey, we're going to transition to, you know, more Keegan Murray options here. And we're we're gonna try not to take away all of everybody's plays, but some of you guys are gonna lose out here a little bit. And he probably listened too too closely, and he probably thought that that was aimed at him. And like he just, I think he got in his head a little bit about how this was uh, this was something that you know, as a leader, you do. You if somebody else if it's somebody else's turn, you know, you got your money, you got your three year contract. Now it's time to, you know, be a role player and and be a good soldier and do whatever it is a team needs. Mm-hmm. And I just think that over the course of time, 
it became easier and easier and easier for him to just say that that's kind of what his job is. And then all of a sudden, you know, the, whether it's the Kings went to him and said, Hey, you know, this is kind of the plan or, uh, the team themselves like said, Hey, you know, this is, we need you to step up. It seems like that three days off really, really impacted Harrison Mm. and like, not just like him physically, because I don't think that's been a problem. I think it impacted like who it is that he needs to be right now for this team. And, you know, again, that could be for a lot of reasons. You could, you could just be showcasing him to make sure that, you know, 29 other teams know that this is still a legitimate NBA basketball player that just has a different role on this team. But either way, Harrison needs to take it to heart because if this is who he can be, there's no excuse for the two shots or the, the, you know, the two point, zero rebound or one rebound games. It, that's not who he should be as a player. If you can do this, you can go out and put up, you know, what is it? 71 points over two games. Then you can average 14, 15 a night still. And I, I just think that that's, they need to get back to who they were a little bit last year. And the fight to bring Keegan Murray along as a player is, and you know, to develop him, it's, it's the right thing to do, but you can't have all of these players kind of acquiesce their position on the team in order for that to happen. It's got to be some of that and it's got to be everybody, you know, sacrificing like Harrison talked about, but it also has to be you finding ways to be impactful. And, and I think he's showing that he can do that. And, and I, I do get his, like, I don't know if you guys heard his post game. He said, look, I, I think people forget, you know, that it's not just all that. Sometimes it's setting screens. Sometimes it's it's cutting really hard to the basket so it opens up a lane for your teammate. He's like, I'm doing all of those things. It's just the scoring aspect that I haven't been doing. And I would respond, yes, the scoring aspect, but also the rebounding aspect and, you know, even like getting to the free throw line aspect. Like there, there's a lot of game that Harrison Barnes has that the Kings actually need. And it's not just him standing in the corner shooting threes. Like they, there are times they need him to stop the game by getting to the free throw line, and he stopped doing it. And so, hopefully, this is a an eye opener for him. There's a lot to talk about with Harrison. I want to mention something about Mike. He laughed about this at the at the post game last night, and and you know Domas, and I think it was just Domas who spoke, you know, glowingly about. Chris Duarte and Kessler Edwards, but what what is Mike doing when he does that? Like Chris Duarte played two minutes in the first half and then was never seen again, and then out of nowhere Kessler Edwards music hits and he comes out and plays. And I didn't I didn't think either. I didn't think Chris Duarte was very good. I didn't think Kessler Edwards was bad at all. Like what is Mike looking for when he does that? I think what it is very specifically with those two is can you go out and defend? Can you go out and slow somebody down that's, you know, with with what's happening in the game? And to be honest, I, I wasn't paying all that much attention to what Duarte was doing because he wasn't in the game very long. And it was even, you know, they came out of a timeout. Next thing you know, the game is going. And it took a minute or two to actually figure out he was in the game. And by the time he was in the game, he was out of the game. So we've seen Mike do this in the past where he'll give someone a shot in the first half. And if it if it's going, they stay in. If it's not, they don't. Um, I think last year, again, we saw it with Terrence Davis. Um, and there were other players that he was rotating in. Even Shemezi Metu, it's like, okay, what Shemezi's doing tonight is not what we want and not what we need. Let's go back to what we were going to do before uh, or or plan B. Um, 
But at the same time, I think it's upon each one of these players to say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready in this moment to go out there and make a difference. And uh, to Kessler Edwards' credit, I thought he was. You know, he's active. Uh, He's been down in the G League, and he's been having a really good run in the G League to stretch his legs a little bit. There could come a point where they need him, right? And especially if a big trade happens and, there could be a game or two where you know you don't have any other options but Kessler Edwards for 25 to 30 minutes a night. And it's good that he's down in the G League stretching his legs out and getting ready. But um, I kind of want to see him with a different group. I want to see him with the starters, not with other players like him that that don't score, that don't have that uh, that sort of arsenal. And if he's like the fifth man, like what Harrison Barnes is, but the fifth man and with the starting group, even if it's for, you know, three minutes in the second quarter, I think that's better than having him as, you know, a guy who has to be one of three options that have to be the second best or third best scorer on the court. That's just not who he is. And, um, you know, I think he can be a three and D guy, but he also shows you that you need that guy just a much more mature, ready to perform veteran version of it. I um, agree with you, James. And and I know, a lot of people are down on um, Duarte playing, and I don't have any problem with Mike doing what he did in that situation. Go to him, see what he's got. You know what I mean? Like staying with him would be the issue, but see what he's got. See if he can be effective. If he get into a groove, if he can't, all right, that was three, four, five minutes of rest for one of your bench guys. You were able to do that as well. I think he's probably all at the score as well. Like if you're in that situation and. You know, say you have a two-point lead and you don't lose the lead, or it gets to a one-point deficit. All right, now you get your guy back in there, but I, I have no problem with him taking guys like Duarte and Kessler, giving them an opportunity, seeing what they have, and if they have something, keep riding with them, build that confidence. If not, be like, hey, it's not your day today. We'll try again. You know, the next game or maybe two games from now. Yeah, what you're trying to do is buy minutes, you know, and, and if a guy can buy you minutes, then that's good. And I thought Kessler, like you left him out there because he wasn't doing anything wrong and he was mm-hmm. doing things right. Mm-hmm. And so you said, okay, look, he's not hurting me. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep riding with him a little bit. Uh, I, I know for the game, just for sake of like looking at it, you know, Kessler played six minutes and he ran a negative one in the plus minus. Chris Duarte played some 42 seconds. It was a negative four. That's not, you know, plus minus isn't everything, but in those moments you can kind of see where you're holding on to something. You're, you're really close. You're in a, a like what really amounted to, to me, one of the most entertaining games of the season, just back and forth, bare knuckle, you know, guys going at each other, uh, big time shot makers, you know, just like all kinds of, like it was great basketball. If you didn't enjoy that game, then you shouldn't be watching basketball. That was just, it was fun. It was nerve wracking. It was like, it had everything brought into one thing. But if you can put Kessler Edwards out there and he can hold his own for six minutes in the second half, maybe he can hold his own for 12 minutes in a game. Mm -hmm. Maybe if he can hold his own for 12 minutes in a game and maybe he gets comfortable, he starts hitting a couple of threes and you go up to 15 minutes. That's how you start to build something with a young player. And, And again, Kessler's 23 years old. Like people forget that. It seems like, you know, he came to Sacramento after being with the Nets and then he's he's been here for two years, but he's still super young and, I, I, you know, one of the youngest players on this team. So I think it's it's good to see somebody actually respond. And the other guy who has done this throughout the season is is Keon. 
that when you give him these little couple of minutes and he shows you something, you feel like, okay, well, I don't have to pull him and I can let the guy sit for a couple more minutes on the bench while he's doing his thing. And we're not, he's not costing us. And then eventually I'm going to go back to my main guys, but for, for these couple of minutes, he's not doing anything that's hurting us. And I think it's, it's a good way to, to sort of keep guys engaged and build your program a little bit. Yeah, I, I get what both of you are saying. I just feel like Mike doesn't like really stick with that. Like mm. it, it's it's the Keon Ellis. You use Keon Ellis as an example. It's like in it like Keon's gone. He's nowhere to be found. Like and, and Davion's doing great, by the way. We should probably talk about that. Davion's doing tremendous. I've always liked Kessler Edwards and have been curious about what he can contribute and why he can't do the things that like Keon Ellis can do or Chris Duarte can do or guys like that. And like Mike giving this little little six minute, oh, he's not doing anything wrong. I don't know that we're even going to see Kessler Edwards play tomorrow. That's the and and I and I recognize this is such a small part of what Mike Brown does. It's just always this weird little, hey, whose music's going to hit tonight? <laughs> and last night it was Duarte in the first half, and and I kind of felt like because I don't think Duarte played well. Like you could see like just things I didn't feel like were particularly mm-hmm. good. It felt like he wasn't coming back. Mm-hmm. It was like, what's Mike going to do in the second half? And hey, here's my brother Kessler Edwards out there. Yeah, I think it's it's always interesting when he tinkers. Uh, but again, I, I would just continue to make the claim, and I, I think the the numbers back it up that that he tinkers with that half man. Like we always talk about the nine and a half man rotation. Yeah, and it's always at half. And sometimes he tinkers with two people in in that role. Yeah, I don't, James. This just sounds weird. I, I, I'm just I'm throwing I'm throwing a flag. It's just I don't know. I I just want to acknowledge like I heard it and it was it was I'm just I'm throwing a flag, James. Go ahead. Mike's over here tinkering with two people at the same time. It's a rough in the passer. <laughs> James, James. <laughs> illegal motion after yeah. review intentional grounding uh, yeah yep. I, I think you guys, I, you guys get what i'm saying yes like he's we do it's not even a half at that point We're just it's not a mature so yes, he's got i got you he's got two quarters and they've got to figure out how to how to play and at the same time like look the normal eight guys are playing um and sometimes well the normal seven guys are playing and now mike is making some sort of switches with who that eighth guy is. And right now it looks like it might be Davion for a little while. And, and you're right. Davion did play well last night. I thought he played well. Uh, he played okay. The game before um, he's starting to like, sort of get that, the, the fit in thing. Like, how do you fit in? How do you, how do you make it look like you belong with everybody else? And, and I don't mean as in his talent is less than everyone else. It's just, he doesn't do the same thing that the same, you know, motion offense, everything he just doesn't. And so mm-hmm. I thought last night, you know, stepping into three threes was huge. I think it helped that he was going up against Steph Curry, who he worked out with this summer and who that he worked with his trainer and really worked on his shot. So, you know, it's like, see coach, this is what I've been doing. I, I can still shoot it. Um, I, I do think there's a little bit of that to it. Um, but again, just like Harrison Barnes, let's not excuse the the fact that this could just be the King showing teams out there that like, look, this guy's healthy. This guy can play. If you're interested, he's, he's here and he does have some skill and this is what he can bring to the table. And I, the, the other thing I would say with Keon specifically, I don't know where the, the clock is with him, but mm-hmm. he can only play in 50 games. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and I don't even know 
he can only be active for 50 games and he's at 28 games played at this point, but he's been active for more than that. So we're starting to run into that gray area where he's not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to use him at all in the second half of the season. And if you want to save up some of those games, um, you know, at least to get you through the trade deadline again, you might need him for a handful of games around, around the trade deadline where you don't, where you're making moves and somebody gets traded and he's forced into, into playing, you know, substantial minutes here and there. And you just don't know. So um, the Kings do have an open roster spot. They can alleviate that, that problem after we get past February 8th. And if, you know, if they choose to do so, they can sign Keon to a, a regular everyday contract for the remainder of the season and then go find someone else to use that two-way contract on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you, you always have to consider that sometimes there is more to a guy playing and a guy not playing you know, especially if two guys are pretty, pretty equal. And as far as what they're doing on the court, but one of them has a clock that's ticking and the other one has a year and a half of contract left and you can't use up all those games because then you run into the whole problem that, you know, you just won't be able to use them in the second half of the season. So yeah, it's complicated. You know, I, I, I feel like I'm a, a one man wolf pack with this. Well, maybe not. Oh, maybe boy. it's, you know, me and oh, Damien are the pack. tag team champions of the world because I think he feels the same way. And I really just feel like Davion could help this team. I, I oh, think, yeah. I think they, that given the opportunity, given, you know, consistent playing time, is he a perfect fit? No, but I think there's a lot of things that he can do out there on the floor that could, that could help this team. I think he should have been playing. Um, and I, I think, he, you know, unless he's traded, obviously, I think he should be playing moving forward. I just, but like I said, I maybe I'm in the minority. Maybe we're in the minority with that one. I just, I, I still think who he is as a basketball player is still something that could be beneficial to this team, and he should be in the rotation. I understand your your sentiment there, but I feel the same way about Keon Ellis. Like I think Keon is longer. He's more athletic. He's really good defensively, and I know that on ball, that's where Davion is this incredible defender, but off ball, not so much. You know, he's got some other things. He's got to work through it. I think Keon is a more consistent shooter. I think Keon is a better rebounder, Um, you know, just an overall better athlete. He's better at playing the passing lanes. So I I get what you're, you're saying about Davion, and, you know, there are moments where Davion is totally useful, especially, like, look, tomorrow when the the Kings play the Dallas Mavericks, I think having Davion against Kyrie Irving is a good thing. I think having Davion that can go and mix it up, even though uh, Luka Doncic shoots over the top of him, um, it's still, it's one of those matchups that has been, you know, somewhat beneficial to the Kings in the past. So sure, like get him ready for some of these games. Get And I think sometimes, again, we talk about like what Mike Brown might be doing here. It could just be situational. You know, if you look at the three games that the Kings have played over the last, you know, you know, again, Atlanta should have had, you know, a couple of small guards to that you'd want to go up against. And then you, of course, have the the Warriors with Steph, which we all know that Davion's played well against Steph in the past. Then you've got Dallas. So, like, there are a string of games here where he may just make more sense, and it could just be completely situational, and you're seeing – you're also giving him an opportunity to kind of show the other 29 teams in the league what he can do. 
We'll come back. We'll talk more uh, with James. Uh, you brought up tomorrow what that might look like. The Kings got a, a, a big game ahead against Dallas, uh, and Dallas has a very awkward back-to-back. Uh, so we'll talk about that with James Hamm with Dilo McKay return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. For that you want to bring to the air, we certainly can, but uh, former Kings coach Dave Yeager uh, joining Doc Rivers uh, again in Milwaukee. Just as he did yeah, in Philadelphia. Really, yeah, I did. Uh, I sent him a, a, a text this morning just congratulating him. And I, I a warn of uh, what Rudy Gay said. Um, I guess when you get injured in Milwaukee, you get fat, uh, which is what he said about OJ Mayo a few years ago. <laughs> um, so I just warned Dave, like, hey, don't get injured, man. Don't get injured. Yeah, there you go. That's, that's great to see him back in the league, though. And look, the crazy thing is I watched that whole – this Hawks game, well, the second half of the Kings Hawks, right next to Rex Glamian the whole time, <laughs> and, and now he's just he's I could, he could have gave me the inside story. It was you. What was the it was you, Rex, Vivek, and no, no, no we absolutely. Or what, where was Fifty? We we weren't anywhere well, near. And we, MC Hammer. And, and, you were you MC? by Hammer? Or no, was that that was on that was on Thursday? Oh, you weren't with Hammer though. Well, no, I was nowhere near. Just Vivek and Anjali. No, 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 that's fine. No, No, no. that's good. That's good. We all know. Like I don't know why you. Did you have your Hammer pants on? I could see you wearing Hammer pants. I'll bring them back. I think those things. I figure you would bring them back. I think I will not bring back the Hammer pants. Did you ever wear Hammer pants? No, I did not. No. Would you? I did. You I did give own it a shot. Oh, MC. Oh, oh, I did oh. own the MC Hammer album, like back then. Well, that's like fine. not the album, like the actual but the record. CD. Oh, okay. No, no, the CD. I had the tape. Uh, I had the tape and the CD. I had the I let's get guys, it started I, tape and the please hammer don't hurt him CD. And oh, I like oh, I was oh, at oh. A, a Christmas party at Vivek's house and Hammer showed up and took over the DJ booth. Which is in? I'm sorry. The DJ. Yeah, I'm sorry, booth. James. He just kind of do that. You guys oh, wait a second. I'm sorry. Is that out there? Come on. I'm man. sorry. You were at a <laughs> Christmas party at Vivek's house. Yes, I was invited to the Christmas party at Vivek's. When I was at NBC, um, I was invited to a Christmas. Now you're party with lowly ass ESPN, and you don't get invited anymore. I, I yeah. I, well, I mean, we sorry, James. Yeah, we you don't, don't even get exist to these guys. Yeah, yeah, we really don't. Not, not out here. We really don't. No, but I, I was there, and so Vivek has his house is is in Atherton. It's amazing, mm-hmm. um, but it has a swimming pool, and one end of the swimming pool is a glass edge, and the basketball hoop is on the other side, sunk down into the ground, and so the he has a full basketball court, or at least a half court, that looks into the the a glass window into the swimming pool. That's crazy. And so he had a DJ booth set up in his basketball court and MC hammer showed up and took over for the DJ and started going. How did hammer yeah. and Vivek get so close? Did, like Vivek I need all them people in the bay. I need the origin stories of like hammers relationship with Drake and Jamie Fox and Vivek. No, all these people. You know Rick Ross. Did you go okay, say so hi to Hammer? Floyd? Oh, no, I didn't say hi to Hammer. I did say hi to Vivek, but and Ron Artest oh, was there. Nice. Okay. But um, which is just random, the randomness of, that was happening. But sure. um no, I, I think Vivek has, you know, first of all, he likes to be around celebrities. And you know, he That's also why I do a show with Kenny. I feel the same way. Yeah. 
Not well, that and he had um, he had Roger Craig was part of like Tibco when he owned That's when he had boy. his his software company forever. Yeah. And so like he's he's close with Roger Craig. That used to be with when Vivek first took over the team, what he would do. You would like go to talk to Vivek and like, you know, introduce yourself and stuff. And he would say right away, he would go, hey, have you met my friend Roger Craig? And you would turn to say hello to Roger Craig. You look back and Vivek had like thrown out an acme hole on the ground, jumped through and had vanished. <laughs> and you're like, wait, where did he go? Like now it's me and I'm standing here with Roger Craig and I don't know what to say. Like Mr. Thousand Thousand, like, hi, Roger Craig. Like, I don't know. Like just <laughs> random. Yeah. Vivek My favorite has- Vivek Ranadive moment in recent memory was him seeing Sham Sharania. I'm oh, not sure boy. that I have ever seen an individual oh, as happy as Vivek Ranadive was, was the day that Sham Sharania came yeah, yeah. sashaying through the Golden One Center <laughs> with flawless hair uh, and a great suit. And, I, and that's when I told Justin, hey, that's Sham. That's- <laughs> Manicured eyebrows. And oh, there's gosh, like Shams. flawless hair. Vivek, Vivek looked like Domas when he saw Shams. Just smiling, just ear to boy. ear. That was his boy, Shams. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> the other great moment uh, from uh, Vivek that did it is an unbelievable moment, actually. He got 50 and Floyd together. He did, yeah. Not everyone will get no. that, but yeah. That's, this that's guy major. got 50 and Floyd. They were about to kill each other. <laughs> Come yeah. on, man. Come watch the Kings in the playoffs with me. They he weren't also, right next uh, to each other, but they were pretty close. I think they, I think they dapped up. Did they? One, didn't they he? Da- have, I think like, they dapped up and then like walked behind Vivek off the court. Didn't Vivek he also course. last year or the season before have Chuck Liddell and Brett Favre well, sitting well, next to each other? Yeah, we. Yeah, not one of his best moments. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. There's also the time at uh, at Arco where he had Kelsey Grammer at the game. <laughs> yeah, that's it's wild. Like. <laughs> like that's wild. Kelsey Grammer's here? Like, Frazier Crane is here in the building? Like, what is happening? Well, like, yeah. the, so the Kings be having these random guys. I, I don't know him, but I understand it's, I think this guy's a massive star. Who, oh, Justin's not in here. They had some soccer player here like two weeks ago. That people oh, were they like, had, oh, uh, snap, they got da 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 Vinicius Jr. or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Big yeah. time soccer player. Um, well, I actually be, had maybe sent up. that to my son. They be pulling up for Vivek, boy. I tell no. you, hey, that's good, true. Good for yeah, can't wait involved. to see who comes today's games, <laughs> dude. That's crazy. That's, well, that's there, that's wild. again. There's an in, MC Hammer tie right there. <laughs> MC I Hammer's going to be the DJ was... for the Sacramento A's for a year or two or he whatever was, it is. Uh, he was a, a ball boy as mm-hmm, like a small boy, child yeah. for the A's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where he got his. You know, got a lot of his start. Um, we have a, uh, big matchup, second game of the seven game road trip, uh, tomorrow versus Dallas. Of course, Dallas plays tonight in Atlanta. Shout out to Jason Anderson for pointing this weird route on Twitter. I missed it. Uh, the Hawks and the Mavericks, in fact, play tonight in Atlanta and then Dallas will fly back and take on the Sacramento Kings, uh, tomorrow night in one of the stranger back-to-backs I think you'll come across and, James, we, we noted this. I think this will probably be, be said a lot over the course of the next, you know, 39, 40 games, whatever we're at. This feels like a big game. Like, it's always great to be the Warriors. It's always great to, you know, get the vibes back up and all of that. The Warriors are, are a little further down right now. The, the Mavericks are right there in the mix with the handful of teams that I think are really just competing for one guaranteed playoff spot there in the sixth seed. 
Yeah, this is a huge game. I mean, you're right there with the Mavs. And, like, look, you want to get this thing rolling, right? You Mm -hmm. lost four in a row. It would be really nice if you could string together a four-game win streak to kind of make up and get you back to nine games over. You got the Mavs, and and then you've got the the Grizzlies right afterwards. You know, and then the road trip kind of cranks up. You've got the Heat, the Pacers, the Bulls, and the Cavs. But uh, this is, to me, it's kind of like a tipping point game in in a road trip because if you start out 2-0 and on the trip and pick up a win in, in Memphis, then you need one more to have a winning trip on a seven-game trip. And, you know, you can probably swing that by one of these games that heat the Pacers, Bulls, the Cavs. But if you lose this game, all of a sudden you're looking at an uphill battle. And, you know, what you don't want to do is, you know, finish your trip five and two, I mean, two and five or or, you know, three and four, or even, you know, one and six. And so I think it's a big game. It's also, it's a game where earlier this season we saw sort of the, sh- the I guess the the vulnerabilities of the Mavs, right? They they played in Sacramento and both Luka and Kyrie both scored over 30 and the Kings beat them and they beat them handily and Sabonis and Fox both scored 30 but then it showed you sort of where the Kings are built and they had other players contribute and where Dallas is built and they had nothing. And that was a big deal. And to be honest, I, you got to, when you got these teams that are right below you or a team that's teetering, like the, the golden state warriors, you got to hit them. You got to knock them backwards. You got to, you know, have them fall into the spiral because that's where Dallas is facing right now. They've they've got a three game losing streak coming into tonight you know, if, if you can get them to lose four in a row and then five in a row, that would be huge. But again, losing four out of five is good for you as well. It drops them down in the standings and gives you a little breathing room. And, you know, every game matters right now. And you got to figure out a way to beat a team that's a little beat up. No, I agree with you 100%, man. And now they're Kings are in a situation where, um, once again, we talked about this before, they've lost four straight. And this is where losing the Bucks and Suns game really messes with you because I was trying to think back, aside from Indiana and Philly, we can go back and say, man, they've put together like 10 games where I think they played solid. They played some good basketball. Last night in the third quarter, before the game was over, it was still way in the balance. I said, the Kings are playing great tonight. They are playing some great basketball. And you want to be able to um, see the fruits of your labor was saying we're playing great basketball and look at the games that we've won. Well, at this point, they're uh, two and four in their last six, even though I think they've been playing good basketball in in, in that stretch. So you want to get the wins so you can say not only are we playing good basketball, but we're able to convert them into wins. And that's how you get momentum going, in my opinion, and start feeling good about yourself and digging yourself out of the hole that you were in a little bit. Yeah, and you know, we talked about like learning how to win, right? And you could say last night that the Kings got lucky because, you know, flat out uh Kevin Herter breaking two free throws in the final seconds. That's a big deal, right? But I think what you can also learn from that is basketball is played on both ends of the court. And, you know, if you go back to the uh the Bucks game, they missed three free throws in the final 18 seconds. But it also took Damian Lillard drilling a 36-footer to beat you where you didn't play the right defense on him. You didn't, you know, Sabonis st- stood back at the three-point line mm-hmm. instead of rushing up to take on Damian at, at half court. And 
in this game specifically against Golden State, you had this play where, you know, Fox is playing defense. He's fighting through a screen, but then Kevin Herter shifts off instantly knows that Steph is going for the game winner. He gets big. Fox is chasing and you force Steph into a turnover and you win the game. It doesn't just have to be that, you know, Kevin Herter hits both free throws and now you got a three point win, uh, lead and you win the game. Sometimes, you know, winning, learning how to win means that you have to come up with the crucial stop and the crucial moment to, to come out victorious. Mm -hmm. And so again, I, I think this is good. It, it is good to have really tightly contested games. And if they don't lose those two games to, you know, with the two games that were super close, if we're talking about like the, uh, uh, Suns game and the bucks game, right. If they don't lose those two, you don't know if they win that game last night. Like you are learning from these things and you are taking away and, and building on who you are as a squad. And so I think it's good. We're, we're starting to see this team kind of turn the page and, and show that they can come up with big plays and big moments. And I think they had three stops in a row to come out with that win. And that stuff, if I feel like that stuff goes a long way. And I think De'Aaron was, I think De'Aaron kind of even laughed at Kevin Herter missing the free throw, saying that the guys were already joking about it, Herter and Monk. And Herter's line was something along the lines, well, it, mine was different because at least we won the game where I missed the free throws. So it, it sounds like that, you know, if, you know, cause we questioned whether they're, they're maybe it looks like the, they've got the free throw issue. They've, they're just knocking down free throws, just like nothing, knocking down free throws. Now you get into a late game free throws. Like, Oh man, Herter missed both. That was more free throws than they missed the whole game. Herter missing both of them as an 80% shooter following up on Malik missing a couple as a 90% shooter. I think the fact that they're laughing it off is, a good thing. Obviously, you can laugh it off when you win. Steph turns around, throws a shot that goes through the basket. No one's telling jokes about missing free throws. Um, but this is the type of stuff where, yeah, Domas is smiling. Mike Brown is sitting in the media room asking questions during press conferences. It's it's those types of those types of difficult wins that can send you in the right direction on a road trip, or not just a road trip, but a season in general. Yeah, I, you know, you can learn a lot from it, right? And and there's always that, it's the brilliance of it, but it it feels much better to learn while you're winning than mm -hmm. it does to learn while you're losing. Yeah. But still, it, it does, it's true. You know, like they were able to come out of that. You do walk out of there with a really bad taste in your mouth if you lose. Oh, and yeah. with the idea that that big brother just got over on you and, and you lost these season, you would have lost the season series to him. And so it does matter. And now, now look where you're at. Not only did you knock the Warriors down, just another, you know, clip. Somehow the Warriors catch fire. Somehow they make a big trade or whatever happens. And the Warriors get good in the second half of the season and track you down and you finish with the same record. This matters. Like the two and two record matters. Now you go to, you know, the second tiebreaker, the third tiebreaker. You, you just don't have, you don't want to lose all those tiebreakers to teams around you. And I think, you know, you've already lost them to the Pelicans. Uh, you're on OKC. You've split with Minnesota. You're up, I think, 1-0 on, on Denver. Like, these things will matter in the end. You've got to figure out ways, find ways to pick up as many of these wins, even tomorrow. You know, you got four games against Dallas this year, but you're already up 1-0 in the series. Mm -hmm. uh, when you already know that you're you're going to lose the series, likely, to the Clippers and to uh, you've already lost it to the, the Pelicans. So all of these things are, are part of like a larger picture that you have to look at going into games.
What'd you think about Fox last night? I thought that was the best De'Aaron Fox we've seen since probably Milwaukee. He was pretty good in Phoenix too, but it, it had been a while since we've seen him with that type of bounce to his step. Uh, what'd you think of, of how he played? I think one of the best things that I saw was Fox chirping at somebody in the stands. I don't know who it was, um, but it was right over the Warriors bench, it looked like, and he was laughing and pointing and having a good time with somebody. He just looked like he was back. Mm-hmm. He just looked like like the whatever the weight of the world was dragging him to the, down, like he he's moving on and saying, okay, let's just let's just forget this and let's move on. And I think that's a good thing for him. And I, I really do, you know, at the end of the day, like your mental health and and how you feel, like you can say, well, he's a pro, he should be able to shut that off. Yeah, some players can't. And I, I think we've seen him not only not play all that well, but not, but look like he's not happy about playing. Mm-hmm. about what's happening and just not happy in general. And it's good to see a guy find a smile. Um, our good friends over at 95.7 said this morning that Domas is empty calories. <laughs> James is Domas, in fact, the Snickers bar rather than the nutritious <laughs> uh, uh, selection of calories we thought before. If he's empty calories, what is Draymond Green? That's that is literally everyone's <laughs> response. Everyone to a T said, "Wait, wait, don't you guys?" Is, no, well, is, what is if he's team? empty calories? What is Andrew Wiggins well, like? Yeah, Andrew's struggling <laughs> a little bit. He, he's a he's uh, is a, that like a diet coke? He's a browning I mean, banana. Like, he's, he's having a tough time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, having a tough time. I, I just think I, I think they have to get over it. Demona Sabonis flat out is like look at the NBA uh, uh, MVP like rank. Uh, they have a ladder going right now. He's number seven. Like, and, and that's in a league where he's being disrespected. This is a, a top ten player in the NBA, if not top fifteen. You know, like he's he's one of the best players in the league. That's it. There's 450 something players in the league. Like the only guy who's better on the Golden State Warriors, straight up, the only player that is better is Steph Curry. No one else on that team is better than Demontis Sabonis. Period. That's it. There's no discussion. So I, what? It, I don't know why. Like empty calories, whatever. You know what? Like all those points Steph scored, he scored them in a loss. How many points does he score in a loss? Are those empty calories? Because they sure do, like, just because you're scoring, like, every bad team has a score. And I hate to tell you, but the Golden State Warriors are a bad team. Like, yeah. so what are we saying? Like, that? no, come on now. Steph Curry's great. Demonis Sabonis is great. Like, just, like, so, stop with the nonsense. Maybe Sabon- we broke the like, morning rose. Well, you know. Someone look. get Kevin O'Conley? <laughs> yeah, Kevin O'Conley. Conlon? Yeah, Con on. Yeah, tell them to uh, tweet that the broke the Sacramento Kings broke the morning roast. I know Sabonis went to work on them boys last night. They couldn't guard them after the Kings smacked up the Warriors last night. Yep, Beat the brakes off them boys yep, last night. That's what they did. Winners get to tell their own story. That's that's what it is. <laughs> uh, uh, I go the spoils. I I beat them in the submission. I, <laughs> I posed this question earlier. Do you have any concern that? Like, can will Domas score at the end of a game? Like, he controlled everything last night. He was in full control of that fourth quarter, and I never felt like he was a threat to score. 
He took one field goal attempt, and, man, it was an important one, but he just really facilitated that offense and never looked to never looked to score. I mean, he finished with 18 points, and he, and he hit know, the I'm game just winner. Speci- no, I, I understand. I'm just specifically talking about the fourth quarter, and that play was just beautifully run for him, but there were so many times where he had the ball in the low post or the high post, and he would work, 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 and I'm not saying this is right or wrong, He'd find Herter, he'd find Barnes, he'd find like whoever, and there was a point like a couple uh, uh about six minutes left. I'm like, I don't. Domas isn't even trying to score. He's he's trying to find everybody else. I think part of the problem that he had was that he had five fouls, and mm, you know the way he plays, mm. he knows that especially one of those fouls came on Draymond Green just flopping in the yeah. middle of the key. Yeah. And I, I think for him, he's he's honestly thinking if I go back down, one of these dudes are gonna like fly into the the third row and act like I killed him. Yeah. And like he he probably had that in the back of his mind. He also had the fact that he had to set clean screens because they kept calling him on the offensive foul on the screen. So like never I, called I one the really, other way though. Never. Yeah. And hey, look, at, at the end of the day, he is not a natural scorer. Like I, I think that that's like when you, again, like we talk about stuff like this all the time. Like my son played center back forever. His instinct as a basketball player, I mean, as a soccer player, is to get back. It's not to go try to score a goal. It's not to go get a header. It's it's always to protect. And I think with Domas, his initial instinct is always to set somebody up to to hit the big shot, to put people in the right position and to get the best look possible. And sometimes that's him. But oftentimes he understands that he gets a lot of foul calls, that he misses free throws, and sometimes it's better that you're getting someone else a clean look, and that's how it goes. And it's it's just not who he is as as a player. He's like the opposite of Cam Thomas. Like Cam Thomas can't do anything but think about scoring, and that's just not who Domas is. He, his his first instinct is to set somebody up. Monk's first instinct is to set somebody up, but he's also really good at passing it's just a different style of player and and I don't have any problems with it because you can't have everybody on your team be greedy and and just want the bucket Kings won but we are all Niner fans now let's go well I don't think all <laughs> let's that go! all right well we're gonna go to Big Ten basketball next Michigan State uh asked at Wisconsin we're gonna head over to 1025 uh if you want to check us out there good luck oh Please, God, let the 49ers win this. This will be the worst two weeks in history if they lose. Maybe the worst month in history if they lose. Have a great weekend. Uh, We'll see you back here Monday beginning at 10 a.m. with the Insiders on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Vamos, Niners! Let's go! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.